So boxes come in all shapes, sizes, colors, hues, character types, backstories, you know, everything. And so when you get an opportunity to spend time with an up-and-coming boxer and you leave the exchange even more impressed than when you were before the exchange, that's kind of how I feel having done an interview with Denzel Bentley. And that's why I think everyone should listen to this because the way he's doing it is the right way to do it. Too many people in the fight game use over-the-top displays of bravado to hide a lack of confidence in their own abilities. In all the time I spoke to Denzel, the one thing I took away from that was, here's a guy who understands his own abilities, is comfortable with where he is in the sport, but also has a deep understanding of where he needs to get to in the sport. And he's made peace with that journey. And I hope that comes out in the interview because that's the sense I took from that was, here's a guy who will leave no stone unturned in his quest to be successful. I think he's in the right situation considering the fighters he has around him, which we touch on in the interview. And generally his background is one that is atypical for the sport because you know he's not a he's not a boxing lifer and he's not a boxing obsessive like some people are he's that rare guy and i think anthony joshua falls into this character who had a i'll get it by any means that i have to and it could have been anything it could have been a job in advertising it could have been tennis it could have been football it could have been rugby it just so happens that in boxing denzel's found the perfect vehicle in which to fulfill that drive, that passion, that desire he's got in him. And I think that's what comes across in this interview. And as you listen to it, I hope you feel the same way that I do, that here's a British boxer we can get behind because he's doing it all the right way. He, he's telling us the things we want to hear, but more importantly, he's backing it up in the ring. So without further ado, I'm just going to pass you on to the interview. Enjoy it. The important thing for me is please, once you've listened to this, if you want, if you really feel where Denzel's coming from, follow him on Twitter at Two Sharp D. Follow him on Instagram at Two Sharp D. I, I wish he just called himself Denzel Bentley. To be honest with you, It'd be a lot easier. But he is, you know, he is someone who I found interesting. I found captivating. But more importantly, someone I would definitely speak to again because I feel. His raw honesty is something that we don't get a lot of in the sport of boxing. So please enjoy, as always, like, share, you know, expand the reach, and you know, let's get behind the guys that give us all this entertainment. You know, the guys that really risk it all, you know, to entertain the fans. But that, thank you, guys. guys welcome to the beautiful boxing podcast i get to do an episode i've wanted to do for over a year now but you know you know you don't rush these good things in life so i'm glad that everything's happened when it needed to and i think you know i'm grateful for being able to have this conversation i think 
The young man we're about to talk to is one of the more interesting characters in British boxing and one of the characters or one of the fighters with the brightest future out there. You know, he's given you highlight reel knockouts. He's, he's provided entertainment in every one of his fights, which is rare for a prospect and also you know, one of those guys who hasn't been matched easy either. So without further ado, ado, not ado, fucking hell. Without further ado, let me introduce Denzel Bentley. Denzel, how are you doing? Yes, I'm good, bro. How you doing, man? Man, look, all my life is at the moment is running, recording, and reflecting. That's pretty much it, man. <laughs> no home workouts yet, so nah, the, the home workout DVD won't be released anytime soon. <laughs> We're waiting for that one. We're waiting for that one. Nah, <laughs> it's so. So I don't know what it's like because you're you're Wandsworth Road Battersea way, aren't you? Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's like a ghost town where you are, but here it's crazy. You know, you're running past yeah, pubs no, that are open. What pubs are open, mind you? Listen, you know how these guys are, you know there's a landlord, he's probably just sat there and gone, well, Boris said I can do takeaway beer, so if you lot just get pissed on the park across the road and you can come over and buy your beer, just drink it over there. And you so, that is hilarious. So I've, wow. gone, so I've gone for a run and I've seen these guys and I'm like, I'm sure you're not supposed to be selling beer like this. And he's like, well, <laughs> well, it's a takeaway. And I'm like, yeah, but you could be getting people killed. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, yeah, not potentially so. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, well, you know, just a bit of fun. And you're just like, this country's screwed. Yeah, fun. This is why we're yeah, going to end man, up with the army. <laughs> it's true still. They're going to have to take that desperate measures just to, just to tame people, man. Yeah, it's out, nuts over here, man. It's out of control. So is it, is it like that in Battersea as well? Nah, not that. Actually. You know what? I ain't really been out much, though. Let me not lie. But from what I've seen when I have been out, it's been quiet. It's been quiet. Just like takeaway food shops are open. Uh, there's not really much in the world. Shops are closing a bit earlier. Yeah, it's just kind of dead, man. It's kind of quiet. It's I'm a... losing my mind in my house, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. That like, when everyone's routine breaks down, then we find out like who can stay disciplined and who can stay, you know, focused. No, literally, hundred percent. Literally, that's it. But but what I do want to do, I think I just need to like you know get the audience up to speed with with you know obviously your journey so far. So I've all, I always want yeah. to start with how I get to know someone. Now, yeah, most people in boxing of a certain age group I've seen come up. So like your Dan Aziz's, like Andre, I was there the first day Andre stepped in a boxing gym. Like Dan, I've known okay. for for years. Daniel Dubois, I've known for years. I know the family really well, man. I remember when I was trying to persuade them to let me train Caroline and all of that. So you, it was a different story. So I remember yeah. I got a phone call from Ross. You know Ross. And for the audience yeah, that yeah, don't I know, know yeah, yeah. I used to train Ross at Double Jab, and then Ross went over to the Fisher, and that's where Ross got introduced yeah. to Denzel. So Ross calls me up, and Ross was like, Terrence, how you getting on there, Terrence? Because he is, he's really Northern <laughs> Irish. <laughs> so, so he's like, Terrence, what do you know about your man Denzel Bentley? And I was like, who the hell is Denzel Bentley? I was like, describe <laughs> him to me. I, black fella, he's really tall. And I, I like, yeah, 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 tall, you know. You know, can't really describe him much else. Well, you know, well, well. I'm like, I might know him because he's at Fisher's, so I've probably seen him at shows. Why? It's like, I just come out of a spa with him, and I, I tell you what, Terrence. I tell you what, Terrence. He gets really animated at this point. <laughs> he's yeah. not bad, you know. I'm like, 
okay. He's like, no, 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 Terence, Terence. He's, he hit me harder than anybody in double jab ever. Even Courtney. That's so bad. That, no, no, so, 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 so we're having this conversation. That is exactly what it was like. Oh, Terence, you have to say him. Aye. Even Ash Sharma thinks he's amazing. You know, Ross gets really passionate. So I'm like, I'm like, so yeah. okay, so that's now I've got to do my research. I'm like, who's Denzel Benton? So I start looking around and, and people are like, yeah, 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 he's good. He's solid. And I'm like, well, he's from the Fisher. So he'll know how to box if nothing else. But I kind of zoned out. Yeah. At that point, I was, I was focused on other things. And then I started to hear the, you know, the, you, hear, you hear the small hall chatter, like this Denzel Bentley kid's knocking people out. And I'm like, but that's not what I was hearing before. So then I had to start yeah. watching and I was just like, oh. And then I was like, but this kid, <laughs> you know when you're like, he's come from nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You're one of those guys that came from literally nowhere. You're the guy, I remember Ross going, you know, like, you know what, Terrence? Fuck sparring these guys like Denzel and James Harley. I'm a welterweight <laughs> man. What am I doing? Sparring these big fellas. He gets me. <laughs> he's a tough guy, though, because he, 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 he didn't let me know that I hit him that hard. He's a tough guy. I like Ross, man. He's cool, man. Ro- Ross is a good guy, man. If Ross had started boxing five or six yeah. years earlier, He'd have cleaned yeah. up. He's yeah, no, nah, he had a lot of heart. He's one of those. He's a hard man. Yeah, he's a hard man. Yeah, hundred percent. I can. He he had a fight once. I remember this. He had a fight, and he beat this kid from Ballum. Uh, and the yeah. kid from Ballum walks into the changing rooms afterwards, and he's screaming. He's like, "I was robbed. This is a disgrace. What is this? What is this? I <laughs> beat him fair and square." And he's ranting, and we're all like, "Okay, let just let him get his." Let, just get out of your system, mate. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, it's boxing. Yeah, yeah. You'll be back. So Ross, Ross, Ross walks in and hears this, and I love his first response. I'll fight you again, and you'll be lucky if you don't get knocked out. I will knock you out right now. And you're like, and you, because that's who Ross is, right? Just yeah, 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 yeah. Tough. Really, really unlucky. He was really unlucky. I think in the 2016 ABAs, I thought he beat Charlie Wynn, and he was really unlucky in that one. And then he was unlucky in the Ulsters. But Jesus, if he was 10 years younger, nah, he'd go far. You know, he's, yeah, w- one of those people, like a man of honour, a tough man, never shirked yeah. a workout, never shirked a sparring session. Yeah, 100%. And I love that. No one, no one on this call, no one that listens to this knows who Ross is. Now. And I've just got to go and Google Ross Boyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Nah. He's a tough guy, man. And he, he weren't really loud with it as well. He just suddenly fighting fighting that's it like he wouldn't you know what I mean like he wasn't one to like confront people unless like he's heard someone saying something about him yeah so you went like you know like now like the Anderson is a bit mad like you got guys like Freezy and all these other guys that just like love making noise you know what I'm saying but Ross was just like right, if you fight we fight innit and that's it see so I don't like with Freezy I kind of don't mind because I genuinely believe he'd fight anyone anytime no 100% I, yeah I believe that too I believe that too it's the other guys. Anybody. Yeah, it's the other guys that yeah. make the noise. And I'm a bit like, I don't know if you've earned the right to do that. Yeah, I get you. That's fair. That, that's what that's frustrates fair, yeah. If you're a guy and you're making noise because no one wants to fight you, oh, okay, fine. Make that noise. It's, it's, yeah. it, for me, it's entertaining. Like, I always remember that, that Insta live between Chris Congo and Freezy. And I was like, this is hilarious. That was 
funny. That was funny. Oh my <laughs> Freeze is a funny guy. I'm looking at that. You know he, what? He's mad entertaining still. That was one of those times I remember I was watching it and I was like, I need to hit screen record on this because I need to remember <laughs> this five years from now. Yeah. This, this is gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real. So, so that's how I that's how I got into the Denzel Bentley world. It was the, and then I'm watching and I'm like, okay, this. There's. I remember my first thing was there's money here, because you were getting rid of people in a way that was like, no, 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 no. Where's he learned this from? <laughs> that's how I looked at. It. I was like, yeah. where's he? He hasn't learned that from the Fisher because I know how people box from the Fisher. I was like, no, 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 no. There's there's a little too much craft here. I mean, there's some of these combinations that are, I was like, hey. And I, I just kept tracking, tracking, watching. And I was like, okay. And then when you made the jump over to Frank, and then Ross was like, let's go and watch him at the Albert Hall. And I was like, all right, cool. And if you remember, you didn't fight until right at the end. Right at the end, yeah, man. Which was... Yeah, you got safe for that. That was sick. So big got Ross for that, man. What's the gene, man? Nah, well, well, I don't know if Ross stayed, man. Like, <laughs> Ross... No, I see him after. Did, did you? Or he messaged me. I, I yeah, I think he must have messaged you because he, he left us. Like, he basically, oh, that's where I got, the, I got the text. I was working from home and he was like, classic Terrence, beers before the boxing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right, mate. And so he brings his friend Ben with him and we're drinking. Yeah. I, I thought you were going to be done by seven. We'd go out elsewhere and finish the night off. So by the yeah, time yeah, yeah. I've had a drink with James Branch's whole family by this point. And then you fought and we've stayed up and we're just there like at this point too much has been drunk. <laughs> and then the interview happened. Yeah. <laughs> Legendary interview. That's still my most interview. interview <laughs> but do you know do you know what? If you remember like no one thought that would go out. Yeah, I didn't think that would go out. It came out a bit later than all the other ones, didn't it? Yeah, because cause we were, it must have been close to midnight, right? Cougar's messing around. Yeah. Isaac's like, now let me grab that camera. So then Isaac, yeah. Isaac starts asking questions. And I was like, well, nah, how, how can Isaac record and I'm not involved in this? Like, like this is yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, <laughs> then we just played it up. And I was like, nah, Coogan will. I was like, let me be so ridiculous that Coogan yeah. will not put this out. <laughs> and then, because and then, remember, he, he left it for a while. And you're like, okay, cool. We got yeah, away with it. Yeah, he didn't pull up straight away, yeah. And then it came out. And I just started getting messages like, yo, yeah. Terry, have you seen IFL? I'm like, why? What's Eddie done? They're like, no, nah, you're on there. <laughs> I was like, no, no. Yeah, that, that, that is legendary. It is, but you know what? That's, that's what boxing needs to be sometimes. I think sometimes it's all a bit serious, all a bit, but sometimes you have yeah, to just man. go, look. Because what, you, know, you know what happens. Like when, when, everyone in the, when everyone in the circle gets around... What generally happens is we all we all just have a laugh and a joke. Yeah. And so sometimes you just want to let people know that it's not always hostile between people. It's all, you know, it's all fun and games sometimes. Yeah, it's all, yeah, it's all fun and games sometimes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and things like that are memorable. Like, people are going to remember that. Like, I, that interview was funny. I remember that kind of thing where I was then having all these serious moments on camera all the time. It doesn't need to be like that, like you just said. So. It was good. It only sells well, to an extent. Like the serious side sells to an extent, but you also have to show the yeah. audience actually you're safe around me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And which one was that? Was that Kelsey Ball? Was that the Kelsey Ball fight? Yeah, 
No, that wasn't the Chelsea ball. That was that was in March. I can't remember the guy's name. I can't remember the guy's name, but that was in March. Chelsea ball was in September. Ah. So yeah, but it was both at the way out of the hall. Yeah, yeah, I remember Chelsea that. Chelsea ball, I came on around like seven-ish, I think, eight-ish maybe. And then, <laughs> so one in March, that was my first throw with Frank. And it ended up being a float and it ended up coming last. Yeah, they, they regret that now because that, that should have been on TV. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was a good little performance. Yep. <laughs> like, you see on the, um, um, when they're having the interviews, it all turned the background to see what's going on. We just see my feet in the background. Everyone messaged me like, bro, who might just use your feet, man? Never turn the camera. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, no, that was, it was brilliant, man. So, so actually watching that rise, because if you look at where you are now, yeah. When you look left and you look right, man, all those guys have deeper experience in the game than you do. Yeah, you're 100%. Because you're not even a... Like, you're not a guy that came from a... Like, you were boxing for ages and one day, even though it was late, one day you decided, you know, I'm going to have a few fights. It was literally... There was no Denzel Bentley, then there was a Denzel Bentley. Yeah, okay. yeah, you could say that, yeah. So so what was happening before? Let's, let's, let's just take a step back, you know, to the pre-boxing Denzel Bentley? Um, just like when I was young, I played a bit of football. Um, stopped playing football when I was like 16, so that's why like I was too old, which was dumb. But at the time, that's what I thought in it. Obviously, you do what boys do in it. You're a bit boisterous, come outside, a couple of people here and there, you're rolling with different kind of, different crowds and stuff, doing your thing. But um, obviously, before that, when I was about like 15, my brother bought gloves and like a head guard. And we used to just spy everyone off with, like, from the area on the block. So we used to spy each other on the block and that. And then um, I, I never started boxing, and I just thought, whatever, innit? Then I met a friend in college. When I got to college, I met a friend in college that wanted to box as well. So at first, we went to Lillian Bailey's um, down in um, What What year was coach. that? This was first year of college, I think. First year of college. So this was 2011. Were they the Monday sessions? No. Yes, Monday and Wednesday. I mean, this must have been like 2000 and, 2000 and... No, not 11, actually. 2011, I finished. So, yeah, like the first year of college, but like the, the, the new year, so like 2012. So, again, Lillian and Bailey, um, I think the head coach, Mark Rygate, was there. But Listen, was we've, we, so we, we've crossed fitness. swords before. Okay. We probably have, yeah. Because... Probably have. Yeah, because Mark, obviously, I've known Mark, I've known Mark 15 years through Fitzroy Lodge, right? Oh, okay. And so, like, every so often I'd pop down to Lillian Bader's. Do you remember Carlos used to be there? Big Carlos. Uh, who's Carlos? Remember, he's a big guy, about six foot four. Like, ah, oh, man, I forgot his surname. But he was there as well. He used to help out there as well. And Big Chris as well, who was a youth worker. Okay, and I, I only remember Mark. I don't remember Mark really. I can't remember because I, I was in and out of there. I wasn't there consistent and it was more fitness and I stopped going there. Yeah, because it was also the keep fitters, wasn't it? Like firefighters yeah, and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, yeah, fitters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. Yes. We've, cro we've crossed swords before. Okay, okay. Probably have. The thing <laughs> is, I remember you from the amateurs a lot. I remember seeing you a lot in the amateurs. Yeah, it's just causing I havoc. I was up already. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally. But, um, what happened? So, I, I remember first before I went there, I went to Fitzroy and I, and I I'd like, because I, I was the first in my final coach to see me. And then I went there, and then uh, my team Mark, he's like, uh, have you boxed before? I was like, no. And he sent me over there. So then I was in and out of there. Like, I weren't really taking it seriously. Like, it was like, keep fitters. 
And they used to have a pizza shop around the corner, yeah? Every Monday, any pizza, any size, five pounds. Oh, my <laughs> days, that went down. <laughs> that went down. And then I stopped going. Then um, the same friend found, found Fisher, and that was a proper amateur boxing club. And then that was like a year later, maybe. Yeah, a year later. And I stopped going. So I went over there. Um, I was a bit overweight. Coach didn't think I was serious. So we'll see how So he's like, All right, cool, train for it, train for a bit. And he stopped going. As, after he stopped going, I stopped going. And I was like, like I, I didn't have no one to go with. Oh, man, it's going to be jarring. So um, I weren't doing it for a bit. And then my brother made me do insanity. Like, he, he just tripped me. Like, he was doing insanity. He's like, I do this. Just do the fit test. See how fit you are. So I've done the fit test. That's the first, um, the first like, thing to do. And after I've done it, it's like, yeah, you're stuck now. you got, you got to finish it. I'm like, oh, this guy, man. <laughs> Finished it. Lost, lost a bit of weight. As soon as I lost that weight, I went back to the fisher. And Steve saw that. Oh, I remember this guy. He's a bit big. He lost weight. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you out soon. Blah, blah, blah. So then carried on doing our thing. Carried on training. Long story short, got to know what he wanted to get to. Then I had my first fight, 2014. I was 19, 2014, April. Then I had my first fight, and then from then we just kind of took off from there. Do you do the novices? I've done the novices, yes, yes. I've done the novices twice, I think. I've done under 10s, under 20s. Under 10s, I went in I went in with uh, two fights. No, tell me, I've done under 10s twice, yes. The, the, the first under 10s, I went in there with two fights, and I lost to. Ashley Dummett. Ashley Dummett's baby. Ah, now I remember you. Now I remember yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I lost him. I've done the weight wrong. I've never been that weight before. Anything. Then I, I lost to him. Um, winning it the next year. Um, doing a lot better. Winning it with six fights. Lost to Robbie Chapman. And then, then the under 20s year after, beat Robbie Chapman in the London finals. Then I got to the nationals. Lost in the nationals for some some of these neighbors out in Oxford. And then from then, I just thought, oh, I can't bother with this. I think I might turn pro. So I had like 17 fights before I turned pro. But I was, I was at the Peacock for like a whole year and a half before I actually turned pro. So I'm learning the pro stuff. Farm with Armit Patterson. Larry's coming down these times at some point. Um, Gary Corcoran. All these guys are battering me. Just battering me. Like. Was, this, was this at the <laughs> Fisher? No, this is when... I, I was at the Fisher, but I was training at Peacock as well because... Um, I was trying to. I was deciding to turn pro at this point. Where's Ahmed Patterson? Just for the record, does anyone know? Listen, he's doing personal training at one of the pure gyms near around where he lives. But I haven't really spoke to more kept up with him or anything. I just know he's doing um, personal training. It, you know, it's mad, and people people will have to Google Ahmed Patterson or find him on YouTube. Yeah, I haven't seen someone where I'm like, this kid could have been anything he wanted to be in boxing. And literally it's mad it's sad but that goes in it yeah you, you know what like he'd come in and like you'd look at him he'd be coming in and he'd warm up doing his street dance routines right and you're like oh, what the hell is this <laughs> and he was, he was one of those guys he's one of those guys where I'm just like I'm, I'm free you just, I'm saying like you said he's doing warm up doing his dance routines and then guy, and then do you know what like sometimes you wouldn't even watch him hit the bag. You just hear it. And you're like, yeah. what the hell? And then you'd look and it's him. And you're like, ooh. Yeah. But now, nah, he always struck yeah. me as being a troubled guy. You know, I think he's, yeah, I get you. he's got about 15 of my T-shirts. Well, maybe not 15, but there's a couple of T-shirts. I'm like, <laughs> you know what? He's that sort of guy. Like, you, you go home one day, you go like, Where, where's, my, where's my Cape Town T-shirt? 
and you're like, okay, maybe I just lost it somewhere. And then you just see him wearing yeah. it, and you're like, Ahmed, that's my T-shirt. Like, like how? <laughs> yeah, and he'd be like, no, no, it's mine. And it's like, okay, but when did you go to Cape Town? <laughs> when did the T-shirt become yours? <laughs> yeah, and then after a while, because he's young, you're like, ah, whatever, man. But you know, it goes, it's a reminder, man. Like, so many talented people come through doors and never actually yeah. make it to where their talent should take them. And then I'm watching you now and you're almost like, you're rewriting the rule book in terms of, I mean, what, you 30 fights in total? Or that's 29 now, isn't it? 29 fights in total. And look, you're knocking yeah. on that British title door. Yeah, mad, isn't it? Yeah. yeah man. That's what I'm saying. Like, all these guys are sparred coming up. I, I ain't going to lie. Like, I owe them a lot of credit, man. Like, I'm up to now, still one of the best guys I've ever sparred. Like, was one of the best guys. Larry's just mad skillful as well. Gary Corcoran is just a rough house. Like, he's just a, like, he's a, like, if I thought I was big and tough back then, he made me know I wasn't and I got some things to work. Do you know what I'm saying? So, my thing is, I'm always trying to learn. Like, remember, I, I picked up this sport late. So, any little thing I'm doing, I'm trying to soak up. So, even in the amateurs, I'm telling my coach, put me with anyone because I, I just want to learn different styles. I'm trying to see different things because in my mind, before I started boxing, I didn't know about amateur boxing. I only knew about professional boxing because I got into boxing late. So now I'm thinking, all right, well, I'm not really trying to be the best amateur in the world, am I? So I want to be professional. So I might as well use this as practice before I get there more. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't really too bothered about amateur career, amateur record. So I mean, I'm like, throw me with anyone. I, 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 want to, I want as much experience as I can get, win, lose, or draw. I just want that experience. But obviously, Steve, Steve like winning. So he was more like, cautious about putting people in with people like he's thinking if that's your level that's your level kind of thing so and, and another reason why I, I, I turned over I wanted to go on the ABA and he wanted me to wait another year and I was like I, I can't wait another year I'm getting older and I don't know money like I, I'm only working weekends so I can train like Monday to Friday here you know what I'm saying so it was just one of those ones that I thought alright cool you know what I'm just gonna see, see where this takes me and, and but, it's um, mad yeah, uh, you made you you made an interesting point when you're talking about being in with Ahmet, Larry, and Gary Corcoran, and it's yeah. something I tell people all the time about not even just boxing, just training in general. People assume that the more you do, the better you get at something, and that's not strictly true. No, it's not. And so, so for me, when I look at a fighter, my first question is, what fight is he looking at? What ring is he looking at? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some guys who will go in. I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head of someone who's like that. Actually, Ross is like this, right? Ross will go in and he will look and go, okay, what have I got in front of me here? What can he do? What can't he do? And he'll come back to a corner yeah. and he'll go, his jab's soft, but he's got a good right uppercut. You know, I need to stop getting hit by that. R like Ross will, will just yeah, keep yeah, doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Some guys just go in and they don't know. They just do what they've been taught until it works. And if it doesn't yeah, work... Yeah, 100%. And, it doesn't work the fuck. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. And, what, and, and so this is what happens. that You watch guys from about zero to about 10 in the pros. And everything yeah. they've done works. Yeah. But that's the matchmaking, right? That was what yeah. was meant to happen. 100%. After that, yeah. now you're in with guys who are like, I know what you're trying to do. I'm not going to let you do yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Literally, 100%. And then that's when you separate the guys who are going to make money from the guys who aren't. Because it's now, yeah. have, have you learned that it's not that you have to go and run another 15 miles. 
is that you have to go back and you have to go, what decisions was I making in that fight? Which ones were good, which ones were bad? And eliminate the bad decisions. Yeah. I remember the first time I lost as amateur, I got shit back into Mr. I'm working harder. Hitting the bags harder, doing that extra, um, you know, when you do that last 10 second speed up, I'm doing it for 20, I'm doing it like, do you know what I'm saying? Running every morning. And then, then won a couple of fights, I lost again and I'm thinking alright so now I've got to train harder but it's not always about training hard like we all train hard we're all fighters we all train hard sometimes you've got to train smart so like inspiring I'm like literally I'm always trying to sort things up especially if there's someone new coming in the gym someone new comes in the gym I, in the first round I, I probably won't even throw a punch I'm just trying to soak you up I'm trying to feel how hard you hit on the gloves so I put, I put my hand out and then when you throw a jab I'll touch it on the gloves and do that Oh yeah, he's got a bit of power there. I'm thinking, oh, this is nothing. I can drop my hands now. You know what I'm saying? Or like, I might be like, okay, well, he's kind of fast. All right, let me just let me let me box from the outside. You know, like just to soak up things first round, and then the second round is like, okay, how can I get? You? That's what I'm always trying to do. Fine. In my fights, it looks different. Everyone thinks, oh, he's a puncher. He's a puncher. He, he just goes in there, and, and I'm actually not a puncher. Like I'm not a puncher. Like yes, I hit hard, harder than I thought I did. Um. Literally, my game is not to be like, yeah, I'm relying on that right hand. And a lot of people, they, they, they feel like that. Even when I speak to them, yeah, you got that power, so you're all right. And I'm thinking, I don't even rely on that. I don't rely on that at all. Like, I, I always try to use my brain. Only time I go in there and try to steamroll people now after I realize I can hit a bit is if I don't respect you as a fighter. If I just know that you're not meant to be here, let me just get this done with. That's when I'll try and go in there and throw harder shots. But when I'm in there with people that are of any sort of talent, okay, let me pick up. What I, let me see what I can pick up from you right now. Let me see what you can do. Just like what you said. All right, yeah, he's got a bit. He's got a good jab. Let me try and take that away from him and try and come back with something else. So I'm saying things like that. Bro. Because there's an example of that that I remember. Yeah. You remember when you fought Kelsey Ball, and yeah, and Kelsey was basically just shooting in. He was just rushing in, right? Yeah. And I remember you. You struggled with it for about 20 seconds. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to let him come in. And you just shelled up and you threw that right uppercut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah, you used that left shoulder. You used your left shoulder to open him up. You just threw that uppercut. Yeah. And that's what changed the fight. Yeah. After that, he was like, he, ah. Yeah, since he, he wasn't moving, he said every shot I threw, I was landing, but he was coming back. And every time he threw a shot, I'm thinking... I didn't, that didn't really hurt. Like, I didn't feel the thing in that. So I can walk through you a little bit. So I'm trying to throw shots and he's covering up, he's tying up. But he's not moving his head. And then I thought, all right, relax. Stepped in now. He hit me with a jab. That, I'm not going to lie, that wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> he hit me with a jab. And I thought, ah, like, literally, it's, actually, it's not even just there. There's nothing in your shots. So I, I stepped forward again. I showed up and he's still throwing his jab. But he's not thinking about what's coming back. And I realized that this guy's not thinking about what's coming back. So as he's throwing his jab, he's come to throw a one-two. Right before he threw the, the, the two, I've lifted him. Boom. By uppercut. And, and I listen, I don't know how he didn't go down, but it to him, but he was hurt. I thought, yeah, step on it now. And he just started letting shots go onto the left jump in. I like that because it was weird. Like, when, when I try and think, you know, what elements do I see in Denzel that are in other boxes? I'm always surprised because first I watch and I go, there's a lot of Vernon Forrest in him because he's quite long and he, yeah. he uses the full extent of his length. And then I'll see that sort of shot that you hit Kelsey with. And I'll go, but there's a bit of Meldrick Taylor in there as well. Just that, 
that ability <laughs> to to be short and chopping on the inside, which it's mad. Like I think you need both to get to that top level yeah. because you have to be. And a lot of British boxers, if you notice, when they get on the inside, they just hope the ref breaks it up. They're not trying to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're not trying to work. Yeah, hundred percent. Whereas with you, like especially in that ball fight, I was watching it. Forearm, turning with the forearm, pushing back with the forearm, yeah. get that space, let the shots go, and the ref's looking at you yeah. like, I, I don't know if this is legal or not. You know where the ref looked confused <laughs> as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And then that's what you did. Or even when the jab didn't land, you just left your hand there, just pushed him to the side so he couldn't even counter. And I was like, like I, I go back to this point. I was like, where did he learn this from? Yeah, yeah. No, but I listen. I got to give credit to my trainer as well. He watches a lot of boxing and he sees things I do sometimes and goes, "Oh wait, hold on. If you're going to do that, I'm going to try to do it properly." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then he'd be like, "All right, this is how you do it," rather than just because you know a lot of trainers try to make all their fighters fight the same way. Yes. And and to me, that's weird. Like as as an amateur coming up, like Steve Steve Hazard, he 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 didn't train none of us the same way. He'd see what we're good at and be like, "Yeah, do this, do that." But he'd always try and make sure that we know how to box and use our feet first. That's important. So, like, say for example, for example, um, he he's not going to make me go into a ball and start doing a Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? Like, but if you can do that, he'd be like, "Okay, yeah, do that, do that." But use your feet. You always use the feet. That's the most important thing. But with me, he saw I was kind of long, so he'd make me throw my dad's spin-off shots and do you know what I'm saying? When I turned pro, I, I still trained with my um, amateur coach, Bray Ball. He knew me to a T, but now we're just changing things. Keep your movement, but plant your feet more. Obviously, working with Martin as well. Martin's always trying to get us to plant our feet more and do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not the amateurs, so plant your feet more. So I think that's where the, 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 the power comes in. So, And then, in general, that's just another style of boxing. And now I know how to stand there and do what I'm doing. Whereas before, I'm just moving. I know how to move. When I need it, I'd go to it. And the pros, you've got to be a little bit more spiteful, a little bit more hungry, a little bit more aggressive. So that's what I do now. So every time I go in the ring with someone different, I'm always trying new things. So if, if, if I'm sparring with someone that's a back foot fighter, I try and come forward. And, and that's not, the, uh, it's not really my game, trying to come forward and inside, but I can do it. So if I realise that I'm struggling, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me try and draw them in. And I go back to what I do and try and draw them in just to let them know that you're not getting the better of me here. I'm just working on things. So, yeah. Now, and, and these are the interesting things that, that I don't think the fans get to see. That it's For me, there are two levels. There's number one, you've got to train someone to box. And I, did, I had a conversation with Donald Smith, who was another podcast, and we talked about how as a trainer, you're really just teaching someone a language. That's what you're doing. Like, there's a language of boxing yeah. because it's it's pretty much the same scenarios everyone's going to face. And it's just about who's more creative in dealing with those. And a lot of people struggle yeah. with that. But it's, it's, it's a very simple language. So I may teach everyone the same language, but you're all going to express it differently. Yeah. So so all the principles yeah, are the yeah, same. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's what I was trying to get at as well. Like, you, you're, you're teaching someone the same language, how to box but they're going to express it differently, 100%. Yeah. Like, you, you can teach everyone in English, we're all going to speak it differently, say the word differently, different accents, but, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah. you're just going to, well, you're, you're getting the message across, basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, literally, yeah. And that's what it is. Like, you know, you'll say to someone, look, no matter what your style is, you need to have a 10 out of 10 jab. And that's not negotiable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, those yeah, sorts of not. things. But if you want to throw yeah, from your hip, 
throw it from your hip. You want to throw it from the from the sky, throw it from the sky. As long as you can make yeah. that work under pressure, who am I to judge? Yeah, because yeah, hundred percent. No, you know, as a student, I remember when I was a student, I used to train at the at the Ingle Gym, and okay, you know, and that was the era like when guys like Tyan Booth were all coming up. So I think they were just a couple of years younger. Tyan, uh, who was it? Tyan Lee Noble, the older heads like Ryan Rhodes were still there. And they always had a thing. Yeah. No matter what it is, if you can make it work inspiring, you can keep it. If it doesn't work inspiring, ditch it. Yeah, that's yeah. That's simple. Like they yeah, kept it so yeah. simple like that. Like, you know, the footwork and yeah. stuff, you all worked on yourself. But in that ring, yeah. if you ran around the ring and you made that work for you, cool, do that. If you stayed in the middle, yeah. stayed in the pocket and you made it work, do that. And I think sometimes... Do that. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes a lot of trainers, especially when they're inexperienced, are like, you have to do this in this exact way. And then they forget what sort of personality they're dealing with. You know? Yeah. I'm not going to make I you a brawler. that's where a lot of trainers make mistakes. Yeah. 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 I can't make you a brawler if nothing in your life points to you <laughs> yeah. being a brawler. No. <laughs> like, literally, it's, like you said, it's, all, it's, it's back character as well. Like, you, like, you don't just take someone up somewhere like you said you can't make someone a brawler nothing in their life like just that this guy can brawl or this guy's got some a little bit of that in him you know what I mean like, it, it just doesn't make sense it, it, it's not going to work you're going to get them hurt no no well that's my opinion but 100% yeah. but one of the things I did want to ask is so so how did you manage to get off the Mo Pryor circuit onto the Frank Warren circuit? Was that a, was that a Mo thing or a Peacock thing in terms of making it happen? That was a Peacock thing. Um, I was never with Mo. Um, I just boxed on his shows. I was never signed, but um, I think one day I got off. Well, I met Frank a few times. So obviously, I go to the press conferences with Dan and Martin, obviously, also my manager, would introduce me saying, this is Denzel. Like, obviously, when he's ready, he's going to bring him along with all the all stuff. And then one day, they had a um, they had a dinner show and they had they had a guy pull out. Of, uh, yeah, they had a, like a last minute fight, um, one of the, um, the fighters pull out. So, uh, I've trained everything, done 10 rounds, barring, trained everything, gone home, chilling now, and Martin's called me like, yo, do you want to box tonight? Box tonight? What do you mean box tonight? Like, yeah, um, Frank's got a dinner show. Someone pulled out. They need a fight. I'm like, all right, cool. I would have said no, but it, it was an opportunity. I thought, right, this thanks, show. If, if I look good, this is my chance to kind of move on. You know what I'm saying? Like, move off the small shows. Hopefully, he picks me up. I know him and Martin have a good relationship. So, if I look good, all he's got to do is kind of just push me towards him more. I thought, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm, let's do it. On the way there, I'm not gonna lie. I was mad, nervous. Like, what am I doing? I'm trained. I ain't even had my nap. I'm coming to fight. I'm, I'm like. Like, I'm actually fine. Got there, thought it was Serge Bomber. I'm like, hell no, these guys set me up. <laughs> oh, this guy's never been stopped. Tough guy. He's probably fresh right now. Cool, whatever. Jumped in the ring. Long story short, knocked him out in the second round. Like, the, it was, like, the whole, all everyone was excited, like, on the dinner show. Like, you don't really hear much noise on the dinner show. A lot of them were excited and stuff. And then, um, maybe a, a week, couple of weeks later, um, Martin sent me an email, like, yo, they sent the contract over. And I thought, oh, sure. Okay, cool. Signed it, and then that was it. Which is good, because when I look at Frank's stable, and I go, 
who's Frank going to bet the house on? And, you know, you obviously go in order, Anthony Yard, just because that's probably his longest project. Then Daniel Dubois. Yeah. And then you look, yeah. he's got Liam Williams now, who's come out of nowhere. Yeah. And then I'm yeah. like, after that, it's kind of much of a muchness. You've got Archie Sharp, who's a bit entertaining, but I'm like, if Denzel Bentley carries on the way he is, I don't see how how he's not part of that that top five that have to be on every show. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with that, but maybe just because it's me. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I agree with that. But it's it's not it's also even that. I think it's you've delivered right. Like a lot of guys get yeah. to twelve and zero, and they're you know, they're about seven knockouts. But those seven knockouts, you're like. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But with yours, it's like, well, no, there's 12, there's 10 stoppages, and they all look, everyone looked like they felt that power and thought, I don't need to be here. Yeah. Yeah, everyone does. It's that reaction. Like, you, you go back and watch the fights, so you can almost see the point where they get hit and they go, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I get you. No, you know, sometimes you see, yeah. you see it in a fight where someone gets hit and they almost look at their corner and go, You didn't tell me this. <laughs> that is not part of script. <laughs> yeah, and you got the Bulgarian guy, and he's having to literally tell his fighter man in thirty second increments, like, "Yo, you got thirty seconds left, just to keep his spirits up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, it's, it's mad because I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I, I go in there, I try to get them a fifth jab, so they can kind of notice. And I think from then, that's like, like your jabs are hard. Well, there, but but, you're, but what I also like is you're not a knockout guy that goes looking for a knockout. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, you, like, 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 sorry, go on, go on. I was say what you do is you stick to you stick to what you know, and then you go okay. Yeah. But where can I where can I get it in? Like you you'll do this thing that I like, and I watch it. You know, because your arms are longer than people think. You seem to throw that left hook yeah. that comes round the guard, so you're catching these guys yeah. by the ear. A lot, because they haven't realised that actually his arms are pretty long, and they they get that and they go ah, ugh. and you can see them just it discourages them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to put that shot a lot because people like to have high guards after they feel a. You know I'm saying like because they're not comfortable with the power, and that's what I try to do. I try to get them early as well. You feel the power early, it's going to be like all right, high guard. So they're thinking they for coming straight. So I try to go round the houses. And hopefully that opens them up thinking, oh, it's coming around. So it'll open them up to straight shots, which I feel like are my most, my, my better shots, my most powerful shots, you know what I mean? So just come round, come round, like you said, because my arms are pretty long. I, I didn't really notice until I, I just watched my fight. Like, <laughs> my arms are long. So I come round, have to get them by like the ear, around the back of the ear, kind of, so they can kind of open up and think they need to come around there. But everything I do, I like to feel like it's, it's calculated, you know what I mean? Nah, man, it's the best. It's the best way to be because as the fights get harder, and I know there's a lot of noise now. Like your name is in that mix of God. I'm gonna have to. I'm, have to listen, I'm trying to think of my middleweight rankings off the top of my head. So you got Heffron, you got Jack Cullen, yeah. You got Linus, yeah. And who else can you put in there? You can even put like Derek Asaze in there, who's kind of floating under the radar, but you know, still getting those yeah. wins. So there's that kind yeah. of mix of the... And Felix Cash, let's not forget Felix Cash. Yeah. At that kind of British Commonwealth level. And they're yeah, all, 100%, they're all wonderful fights. Yeah, yeah, like, well, I, I, yeah, yeah I, I like all those fights. I'm saying a lot of the guys you mentioned that can, can actually fight as well. Like, like Felix can fight. I've 
but I, I know Derek can fight because I've sparred. I've sparred both of them. I've sparred Felix, I've sparred Derek. They can fight. I ain't really sparred Hefron and Linus, but those were, those were potential fights. And obviously, I know they can fight because I've seen them fight. Do you know what I mean? But apart, apart from that, like, I've, I've sparred Felix and I've sparred Derek. So, like, at first hand, you know that, yeah, these guys can fight. But it looks like those other guys can fight. And like you said, the Mark Hefron fight and the Linus fights were both fights I asked for. Like, there were fights that I wanted to, to have. So it's not like I'm just trying to sneak my way into the rankings, shine away from fights. Like, those fights you've named are fights that are all possible. Like, they, like they're all potential fights. I feel like we're all around that kind of bracket. I think maybe, well, Mark Sheffron, that loss has made him come back to where we are. But apart from that, they're all winnable as well. I tell you the two that I, I like the look of, and I'm going to get in trouble from the Northerners for saying this, but it's the truth. The Heffron yeah. fight and the Morrison fight. And the reason I like those two fights is they're both fragile psychologically. Oh, yeah, you said Morrison as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know what's so mad? I, I see all these guys, yeah? I watch them and I think these things as well. And I just feel like, cool. I I like to study, you know, I, I study fighters a lot. Like I, I watch fighters that I want to learn from. I've watched almost every fighter in the Britain and all the middleweights, I should say, just because when I turned pro and I was coming up, I'm looking at everyone ranked above me and I'm thinking, okay, these are all potential fights because these guys are not British level yet. You know what I'm saying? So if, if I move the way I'm moving, these are all potential fights. I can bump into these guys. And even if they are at British level, when I get there, they are still domestic matchups that could that could happen. So I've, I've watched all these guys and tried to see what I can take from them or what I can do to break them down and what, what they're like under pressure, things like that. I've, I've watched all these guys and obviously all these guys were ranked above me at one point and now I'm sitting right there with them and they've all been pro longer than me. It, it, it just shows like, like, you know what I mean? That's why a lot of fights like, I don't want to go around the circle, but like, what are you waiting for? Like, what are you really waiting for? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, you want to progress, these are fights you need to have. I feel like Marcus Morrison, the few losses I've seen, I've seen how he's lost and I think it's pretty much all the same way. And I just feel like Mark Heffron, as long as you can box, you beat him. And I feel like I can box. So Then you got that power like that all you the name like. They, Exactly. He, he, is that, everyone talks about power, power. Like, he has power. Yeah, cool. You're hit first. You know what I'm <laughs> when I'm out boxing you and, and, you're, and you're, you're holding and look like some, and there's something in my shots because I've you'd be like, okay, cool, maybe I can't rush in like that. Now you're going to try and find ways to get in. But every time you're thinking, I'm thinking about what you're thinking. So you're not going to do that. I'm always trying to outthink like, literally. If, if it's one of those fights, if not, then I'll probably just go in there and think, okay, let me see what I can do with this guy. Like, with the journeyman, I'm not going to go in there and give him no respect. And me, I, I, I think you'll just look bad. So I'll go in there and think, you know what, let's see what I can do. 100%. But all the names you mentioned, I, I think they're winnable fights. I'm not gonna lie, like no disrespect to none of them. Like, I like them, like, they're cool, but I just think they're winnable fights. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie, I'd <laughs> be a bit controversial. Well, I think I'm the best middleweight in the country. I'm gonna lie to you. Hey, that's the mindset to have. <laughs> that is exactly the mindset <laughs> to have. Because yeah, because then all you see, and I, I say to people, you're better to believe you're the best middleweight because then your only other question is how do I prove it. If you don't believe you're the best middleweight, yeah. then you've got two questions. You've got, you've got what, question number one, am I the best middleweight? And then you've got the question yeah. number two, how do I prove it? And they're both hard yeah. questions to answer. 
Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're thinking, how do you prove it to yourself? But you're kind of scared that you're not the best. And that's why all these fights you mentioned, I've been willing to take because all I'm trying to do is prove it. I'm not trying to see, oh, no, let me just wait a little bit and then I'm ready for this guy. No, any fight you put in front of me, I've said yes. Do you the fight? Pardon me. The fight that's been put in front of me and I'm like, no, let's wait a little bit. No, I ain't got time for that. Let's prove it. Because when, when I'm looking at the world scene, I'm not looking at the guys domestically to try and build with, like, yeah, we can have a, a world title fight one day. No, you're here. Let's fight now. We move on to the world scene, fight world fighters, fighters, other fighters in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? But to do that, you've got to break through domestically first. If you're not the best domestically, how are you going to be the best in the world? But each of their own. So, have, everyone has their own ways of dealing with things and maneuvering, but it's cool. So, so let's, let, and I think I've got to tread carefully when I say this. Hopefully, the the coronavirus thing, we're over the worst of it. And July, yeah. is it, it's July 11th, isn't it, provisionally, that you're next up? Yeah, July 11th, yeah. And, and that's Dubois versus Joe Joyce. Yeah. So surely like, they've, they've got to put you in with one of those names for that fight. Um, I'm not sure about one of those names, but it'll be a good name. It'll be, it'll be a good name. It'll be a good name. Um, we ain't really like pinned nothing down yet, but obviously what I've been hearing, I've been circulating, it should be a good fight and it should be worth everyone's time. But it's about getting the fights and getting things made. And you know what I'm saying? There's more to it than just being like, okay, yeah, this is a potential fight. So obviously when the order blows over, hopefully in the state, this all blows over in time for July, then everyone can get back to work and try and pull these strings to make things work out. Because it's a big show, pay-per-view show. And they're going to want to put, they're going to want to make every fight worth, worth that pay-per-view. So hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Well, the, the names you mentioned, I don't think um, are realistic right now because we, we try to get Mark Keppel for a while now. I think he's moving up to super middle. Um, um, well, Linus, we've always tried to make that and obviously you, you, you know about that story. Um, Mark Mo- Morrison, Morrison, he he hasn't really been on anyone's radar. I'm saying he's doing his own thing right now. He's doing well. He's obviously international. He's doing his own thing. De- Derek has fallen a bit under radar. can fight, but it's like fallen a bit under radar. Like, you don't really get nothing out of that fight if that makes sense. Like, not in a. Like, do you know what I'm saying? You, you want someone that's really making noise. To be like, this guy's making enough noise to make the show worth that. Yeah. You want that so name? trying to get someone. Obviously, yeah, that name. Do you know what I'm saying? That name, whether they've been about or they are about or they're coming up, you want that name. And as good as a fighter Derek is, he's not that name yet. So I don't think that's really. And to be honest, we're pretty cool. So that's not someone I'm just trying to call out for. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's a. Any fight, but we have both, and they're like, "Yo, like, like probably fight one day." So I'm saying, it's what it is." There, so um, well, uh, what did you say? Obviously, Felix is on the other side with Matchroom. Obviously, he's going for his. Um, I think Eddie spoke about putting him for a European title, so that's there. But we will, we will all cross paths, and when it is, when we do, we'll see. He comes out on top, man. It's just one of those things, man. Like. I forgot to mention as well, Danny, Danny Bingham, he's a good fighter as well. He's, he's, he's fought a lot. He's, he's doing his thing as well. So all these, all these people were in the same weight class. Like I, I, all I know is any of the, if any name gets offered to me, I'm accepting it because I don't, I don't do this enough, not yet kind of thing. That's for my team to be like, what way we going? My job is to fight and that's what I'm going to do until it's not my job anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I love that. That's, that's the, the, the strap line. Denzel Bentley is open yeah. for business. <laughs> <laughs> no man the numbers there cool when you're ready but 
listen, like you said, I said, I think I'm the best in the country, in my division. So, um, all I've got to do is try and prove it. And that's what I'm going to try and do. So, you're turning now fast. How do you prove it? Now, you're, you're right. And I think we're in a climate now. If you look at where the boxing market is, fans just say, look, I'm tired of hearing about 10 prospects in a weight class, yeah? Give me the people I'm supposed yeah. to get behind. Yeah, you guys need to sort it out amongst yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously promoters don't want to lose money. And they, like, they can make money out of all of them. Do you know what I'm saying? So it makes sense to never half. But at the end of the day, I have to be like, yo, I'm, 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 I'm on it, man. Like, if we cross paths, make a good fight, obviously. Just um, to say we're all getting paid well and all of that, then obviously it makes sense. But obviously, if you're at a certain level, like say that, um, I'm I'm with Frank now, and I'm gonna fight someone, and they're not really gonna get paid anything. I get why they're saying no because I can get that for fighting anyone else. Like, like let's, let's let's raise the bar a little bit, like, offer me a bit more, and it'll be it'll be worth my while. And and I and I, I get that side of things. I get that you want to get paid what what you feel like the fight's worth. This makes sense. When you're on a small hall show, it's different. You're, 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 we're all at the bottom of the, of, of the food chain, and we're trying to we're trying to crawl our way up, fight our way up. So these fights, you can't talk about more money, more money, more money, because promoters don't pay you money on these small hall shows. Like before I got signed, and the fight for the seven air came up, I'm like, yeah, cool, let's take it. Like, oh, forget the money. Who's gonna who's paying anything? Like, we all got to sell tickets. So if I get that strap. I'm moving closer to obviously, hopefully, getting picked up by one of these one of these promoters and getting the paydays that I feel like I deserve. So, like, let's get it cracking. But the people at certain levels are are moving; they're moving too fast. They're moving like they're at a certain level that they're not. And for me, that's only that's only damaging your own career. Like, if I'm being honest with you, like you got guys from all shows talking about build up, but to me, that doesn't make sense. Where are you building that up? Like. What like wait, wait, where are you building it up to? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. You're both at the same level, small so You're not getting anywhere for now. Hopefully, you, you all do. But it's just building up a fight that's gonna stay in your core, and no one's gonna offer you that money until maybe one of you get picked up by a promoter, and then it makes sense for the two of you. But other than that, it doesn't make sense to me. Because it's going to be interesting. Like now that we've lost, we've probably lost five or six shows, right? And so the big yeah. promoters are like, 2020 is not looking good from a revenue perspective. Yeah. They're going to have to load the cards now. Like, you got, I think Hearn will move more to pay-per-view. I think Frank will move more fights to pay-per-view, which means you're going to have to load your cards. You can't have the... Yeah. There can't be any easy fights now because you're going to be saying to people, look, you're going to pay 20 quid every time, so I have to give you a card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. But I think... I think It'll be more Eddie that needs more pay per view rather than um, Frank. So I think Eddie's gonna overload more on pay per view. He was already doing that anyway. So you just imagine what yeah. he's gonna do now. But um, with with Frank, I think after this fight with Joyce, if Dan keeps getting matched up the way he is, maybe every fight from there with Dan, maybe pay per view, and depends on how Yard goes. But um, there'll be a, I think there'll be a lot of other shows that won't be pay-per-view with, with there'll be more shows that won't be pay-per-view with Frank than there would with, with um, Eddie because just because Frank's got more prospect fighters and they'll be building them more on like smaller shows and um, maybe like on undercars of 
bigger shows, but he just got more, in, in my opinion, I, not in my opinion, I think he just got more on the combat fighters than Eddie does. I think he does, so there'll be, there'll be more pay-per-view fighters because all Eddie fighters, the ones that are there, he probably have, he probably have to pay a lot more, you know what I'm saying, so. And Frank's been smart because yeah. I think I think once Frank saw that Eddie had Joshua and Joshua was just going to the stars, Frank was like, "Okay, I need to reset what I've got here. So I need to find my own version of Joshua." Finds a yeah. Dubois. Then he's like, "I need I need a cast of characters around Daniel Dubois that will help me." And if you look at what Frank's doing, he's building that that layer that says, "Yeah, when Daniel is world level and he's fighting for world titles, look at all these guys I can just bring up with me." Yes, literally. Yeah, literally. And, and, and that's the thing. There's nothing wrong with looking at other models and thinking, hold on, it's out of my game. Let me, like, oh, you got this show. Let me try and get that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a, that's a good thing. Now he knows that the levels are set. Cool, like he said, picked up Daniel. Now he's got to build a, a few fighters around him so that when he is at that level, there's fighters that you can kind of pump behind that. Like, yeah, yeah Daniel's on his car, but look after these fighters too on, on the car. You know what I mean? Or as but, I've been saying... Fighters that Frank could take to Sky next year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. But or I don't know about next year because this year seems like a write-off. But <laughs> see, as we get back to normal life, but yeah, man. But, oh, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just doing my part to, to try and get there. Obviously, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in that in that stable with Daniel. So whatever show he's on, I'm on. And obviously, and that means I get seen more because they're bigger shows, but. More TV time would help. I think the one, one or two times I was on telly, people, I, I got good feedback. So I think I think that's a good thing. Like I think I've, I stopped my opponent. Both the times, and everyone's like, yeah, really good performance kind of thing. So like you said, if I keep keeping that up, you never know what can come from that. And also the upside of it is because BT put their stuff on YouTube as well. So even if you miss the TV slot, you're still getting a bit of, I mean, you're still visible. And that's, that's really what you yeah, want yeah, is that yeah, visibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah, no, 100%. They, 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 they still pull it out, which is a good thing. And if it don't come out on BC, it'll come out on the Queensbury um, YouTube um, channel. So either way, it's getting out there and someone gets to see it and just pull it out there. Because even on the small shows, nothing was televised. I, I was, I, I'm not going to lie, I was quite shocked with the amount of people that knew who I was that? Every time someone treat me, I'm like, who's this? How the hell do you know me? Like, where, where did you see me from? <laughs> you know what I mean? But the boxing world's that small. When someone's kind of making noise, everyone in the, the box, especially in like, the small hall scene, like, it's the same guys that go to the same small hall show. So you kind of, yeah, you know what I'm saying you kind of get, you kind of get like, heard around that kind of environment. When you move on to the bigger shows, it's just more about getting that to the people that ain't as hardcore fans as the people that turn up to the, small shows and things like that and, and that's where the money is really and they're that's looking for the knockout guys and they're looking for the knockout guys you know what I'm saying exactly that's what I said so, to you that black yeah. Golovkin thing if you can keep stopping people <laughs> that's going to draw that's oh, going to draw eyes <laughs> that sucks you know people still call me black Golovkin I just laugh <laughs> I, hope, nah, I hope it sticks man it has to <laughs> that is funny <laughs> black Golovkin I <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That interview is legendary. People come and say, "Hey, it's the Black Golovkin." I just like, wow. Uh, what was that like? A, was that last year? Isn't it? Like, like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And at some point, right? Someone's going to go to Triple G. Yeah, if you build up those highlight reel knockouts, you go, "Yo, Triple G, what do you think of this guy?" Yes, yes, he very, 
Yes, he, he like he, he like Golovkin, but black. Yes, I like him. <laughs> but but black has has real good Ashanti hey. style. <laughs> <laughs> I might troll him a little bit. I might troll him. Say, Yo, we both fought um Daniel Abanski, but I'm not smart quicker. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> I fight you next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no nah, man. Golovkin's a legend, though, man. So yeah, I don't mind being compared to someone like that. Nah, he is. He's a legend. But you know what? I always find this mad with Golovkin. No one has gained that much of a fan base without that many signature wins. Like, it's really impressive. It goes to show how much social media can help build a profile. Because if you really look at Golovkin, yeah. like, he, he doesn't have five or six top-level names where he's like, I beat these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's beaten a lot saying, of good it's, guys. He beat a lot of good guys, but like you said, the, um, that is key names. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's the way he was just getting rid of everyone, all the knockouts and the damn Golovkin's a beast. He's got 20 certain knockouts on back to back, like things like that. So And I even if him, not beating man. these key names. Yeah, exactly. I love that jab. I, when I first found out about him, I was like, wow, this guy's savage. Yeah, that jab, he's actually trying to knock you out of it. Like. I wish more people would do that. Yeah, come up with a stiff jab, but that's what I'm saying. A lot of people are a lot of fighters are scared to commit with their shots because they feel like they can get countered and a lot of fighters ain't got a chin that Golovkin so even if Golovkin throws a shot and you and you throw a shot back he's walking through it so that's just a testament to his toughness like you know what I mean like say for example he's, he's throwing he's fighting Kel Brook Kel Brook's hitting them with big shots but he's thinking don't worry about that when I hit you with mine you're going to know about big shots you know what I mean and a lot of people ain't got confidence. Like, he, well, he's got power and he's got confidence in his power, so it's different in it. But I don't know, man. It's just, a, it's, just it's, it's different across the board. That's why sometimes you you can be the best in your weight class in, in in the country, and then when you just step out and then try and fight at a different level, like even European level, not even world level yet, there's just a different kind of style of fight that you can't. Maybe you you just can't get around to to beat. You know what I'm saying? Like. It's, Boxing's weird, man. Boxing is it's weird, man. It's an education Different. thing for me. I, I, I yeah. I'm a big subscriber because I remember when I was a kid, I used to play rugby, and like I started yeah. late. I started at first year of year twelve. Well, in year twelve, sorry, early part of year twelve, and I was t- I was terrible. Then I was terrible, clumsy, clueless, <laughs> right? And what I did at home, I wrote in a yeah. notebook. This is what they want me to do. And then I just figured out how you can be amazing at doing those things. And I went and I, w- I went and I trained with grown men. And all we would do every Tuesday and Thursday, they used to call it live contact, right? And it was just essentially yeah. like a game, eight meatheads versus eight meatheads. And you did it for an hour. <laughs> You're going home with a yeah. split ear. Your nose is fucked. Your jaw's clicking. Uh, you got cuts over your eye and everything. But I made so many mistakes there and I learned it. And I remember thinking... Like when I went back to play with people my own age, I was just seeing a different pitch. Like I wasn't running yeah. around as much anymore. I was like, actually, the team needs me to do these things here. I'm just going to do those, and that's it. County, yeah. Southwest, you know, England under 18 trials, all that sort of stuff just happened in the space of two years because I was like, it's all about making decisions. And I've always just subscribed yeah. to this thing. Like my belief is, the more decisions you make, and it doesn't matter how you make those decisions the better you are at the thing you're doing. And a lot of people, when they box, they go through a process, but they don't make any decisions in that process. Yeah. 
So yeah, I get what you're saying. Because you went to New York, right? I don't know if you went. I don't know if you trained when you're out there. No, I did it. But I visited. Um, well, I forgot what that gym was called. But one Gleason's. of the gyms on Manhattan was it. Gle- oh, was no, it Gleason's or Trinity? No, it wasn't either of them. It was. Oh, I forget what it's called. Um, oh, this is bugging me. <laughs> I kept saying the name of that. I was like, I need to do one. I need to do one. Um, all right, it will come to me in a bit. So, was it called Fifth? No, was it called not Masons? Was it called? So it's not the New York Athletic Club. I think that's a bit further out. Nah. Um, hold on. Uh... Oh, I'm bugging, man. What's this gym called? Yeah, I've, I've, it's gone. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called. I forgot. But honestly, when you spend time in those gyms or when you spend time in American gyms, what I love about them is they'll stop the sparring and they'll go, why the fuck did you just do that? And the guy's looking like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll stop sparring. Oh, that's it. Mendes boxes. Sorry, Mendes. Mendes yes, boxes. I know. Okay, I know where you are. But, yeah. if, but if you look at British gyms, right? There'll be six trainers yeah. around that ring, and for three minutes, no one says a word. Yeah, they just let them go in there and and whatever they're doing is that. Do you know what I mean? Like in, in like in, like you said, it's education that's going to stop you and show you no, like no. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and and that's what my trainer does sometimes. So I respect it, but when we're sparring with other people, it's like they they, they won't do it because it's like they want to get their work in. But when we're in house sparring, all day long, man, all day long, man. But yeah, like, like we even have like technical spars where it's like uh, you're not really throwing you're just working on stuff so you get in the corner I mean like what are you going to do now to get out okay cool no that's not what you do this is what you're going to do try that that works for you keep practicing that you know what I'm saying so and these are the things that people aren't aren't doing it's those little things where when you do those reps when you find yourself in that position it just comes out and you're like I don't even know how I did that yeah, I have my life is happening before. Oh my days. I've I've we done a technical spa one time and well I practiced them on me, I can't remember what it was. I got into an actual spa and um that like with another guy from the gym and then the move I practiced in, I done it. And I swear I just stopped him over to my chain like, Oh shit and I'm like, Hold on, wait, hold on, get back to the spa But I was so kinda baffled, like, Oh like my body just it's like a sixth sense, but my body just done it. And I was like, oh, wow, sick. That's kind of mad. I looked over like, oh, wow, like, I just done it. And I had to remember, hold on, you're still in the spa, like, get back to what you're doing. But yeah. it's true, though. When you're practicing things, it just becomes second nature. It's about, I call it, pushing the information down in your brain. So the information starts at the top of your brain, which is your conscious mind. And you almost want to push yeah. it into the spinal column. So, like, it doesn't even go through the brain itself. Like, it's just input, output. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that and a lot of people don't train for that. It's that thing of being able to yeah. there's the eighty percent of what I do in the ring I don't think about. Yeah, no, you're saying hundred percent. Which then frees 100%. the brain up for strategy. You can then start thinking and I think this is what Floyd did from the people I know who know Floyd, is they go, Mayweather's mastered boxing to such a level that when he's in the ring, he's only thinking yeah. about strategy. He's not thinking about that moment because he already knows what to do. He's seen it all before. He's thinking about the strategy. Yeah. Okay, I need to win rounds one to four. Once I win rounds one to four, this guy's got a chase and he's got to win the next four. Now he's under pressure. The next, yeah, 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 yeah. And all, those sorts yeah, of things. Yeah, that's mad. Yeah, that's mad. 
That's, that's what I'm saying. Boxing, it seems like a guy that's a fight, but there's so much to it, man. Like, if you actually try to break it down to someone, like, they, they, they'll, they'll be like, well, you don't need to do all of that, but there's actually so much to it that can make it easier for you. Yeah. But if you don't take in those things, obviously it becomes harder for you. And yeah. I don't know, man. I've, I've, seen, I've seen people in the gym, and I'm just like, Mate, it's just not going to work. Like, it's just not going to work because what you're doing, you're making it so hard for yourself. But listen, each to their own. Everyone's got trainers. Everyone's got. Do you know what I'm saying? So. Yeah, it's it's mad, isn't but it? Because like you could take Canelo, I think. Yeah. You could put him in the Peacock, and you'd watch him train, and you'd be like, "Well, he ain't doing nothing that we can't do, or that we don't." Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he'd look human. Do you see what I mean? But then you'd yeah. put him in the ring, and you're like. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah, yeah. nah. He, he, Whatever he's yeah. seeing, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, literally. That's what it is. Because we all do this, like, the same training. You're, you're training, you're hitting the bag, you're hitting the pads. Okay, wow. Wow. You're skipping, you're doing abs. Wow. But it's that, it's that, it's that ability to see what's coming and read the game that's different. Yeah, and I, I feel like it's, in that, it's like that in every sport, really. But yes, it's like it's like a footballer. You got someone that plays at the mid that don't need to run to look good, and you got someone else in the mid that needs to play box to box and just and put in more work just because they ain't got that ability to do what that person with with the better feet does or a better brain, I should say, does. does that makes sense. Yeah, you know, there's a book oh, called the sport, yeah. There's a book called The Sports Gene by David Epstein. I think I've mentioned this in another podcast okay. before. But they yeah. talk about they talk about there's these like professional baseball hitters, right? And th- like these are guys who can hit the ball fifty percent of the time, and when it's coming at you at ninety miles an hour, that's impressive. So what they did is they took these experts in batting, and then they made them face a, a softball pitcher. So the softball is yeah. a bigger ball than a baseball. And so yeah. this woman was throwing underhand, like underarm pitches, and they were striking out. They were missing it. And it was, oh, yeah. And so when they looked at why, what they found was subconsciously, you've got a map of every scenario in your head, right? Yeah. Because you've seen so many pitches in baseball. It's like this in boxing, I imagine as well. You've seen so many different scenarios in boxing that your brain yeah. immediately just goes, right, I know that one, I know that one, I know that one. Put them together like this. This is the problem. That's the solution. And that happens in like quicker than you can react. What they did with the softball pitcher was they said, well, this is something you haven't seen before. And that whole model yeah. fell apart. And now the guy's having to think and go, oh, okay, what's she doing? And he couldn't figure it out quick enough. Yeah, that's mad. So like you said, it's all subconscious, isn't it? Like when they're in their field. Not only is it subconscious, yeah. but it's super, super specific. So boxing, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So boxing knowledge and that boxing insight is specific to boxing. So when we say someone's quick in boxing, oh, look at his speed. When you actually measure his speed objectively, how fast do his punches move? How fast does his body move? He's no faster than anyone else. He's just in a position to react before anyone else. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's mad. Yeah. And then there was another That's example. Mad. There was an example. They took chess players, right? And they were saying that the grandmasters yeah. can... So grandmasters can recreate, like, if you give them something like 10 chess boards, they can recreate four of them, if, just having seen them for five seconds. 
Whereas if you're a novice, you don't do that. Even if you've looked at the boards for 15 minutes, you don't recreate them. Yeah, yeah. And that's what they think the difference between being good and being elite is. How much information can you, can you almost turn into a commodity? So your brain already knows what to do with that without even having to think. And then that frees your, frees your capacity up to do all the other stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 See I'm saying? I'm learning it myself. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's, it's mad how, how they're getting under the skin of what performance is. You know, and it shows that yeah. what the old timers were saying was true. Like, sparring is key. Yeah, 100%. Because that's when you... Yeah, 100%. That's when you decode everything. You're practicing these things. Yeah. And you just decode yeah. and, and the Yeah, 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 literally. So when you're in there, it's like, I've seen this a million times. I don't know what I'm doing. But when you don't, like when you don't, and then you get into the ring, it's like, okay, I haven't really seen this before or as much as, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is mad, this is mad. When I used it makes to talk sense, like that. When yeah. When I used to talk like that back in the double jab days, I used to get laughed at. I got laughed at. You know, I got laughed at. And then they started to see people winning. And I was like, okay, this, this actually does work. Because I was taking people from zero and we were winning things yeah. quick because I just said, I haven't got time to teach you everything. All these other guys know, we're just going to yeah. make really good decisions for every minute of every fight. Really good decisions. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. What were you seeing there? Why did you throw that? No, no, no. Don't do that again. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. And then boom, you, you had people flying, but now nah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Like the way just, the, the progress they're making in understanding human performance is insane. Yeah, it's mad. What's that? What's called sport, sport gene? You said, the sport yeah? gene, yeah. The sport gene. Yeah, I need to write that down. Have a look at that book. That's crazy, man. It's, it's, I, I'm saying as well, because sometimes, have you ever like, been in the ring and you're sparring someone and they actually just don't know, they're not, they're, they're just, they don't have to fight kind of thing. And you can't read them, so it makes it more difficult to kind of spar them. Well, that happens with every... You know when novices come in and you're just like... <laughs> yeah. What the hell is this? I remember, like, I, what, I, had a, I had a day off work once. I went into the Fitzroy Lodge and they had the police yeah. in there. And I thought, ah, you know, chance to take out some childhood frustrations here. Yeah. <laughs> mate, they were all novices, right? And, like, I was like, I'm just going to take it easy. But you end up in a war because none of it makes sense. I'm like, why would you even throw a punch from none there? None of it makes yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're throwing a punch from anywhere, their head is all linked back, so you can't really throw your shot back, you can't count what they're doing. And they're just thinking, oh, Jesus, yeah. just So th- you're in those situations I go, okay, forget this, guard up, walk him down. Walk forward, yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah, 100%. because no one apart from a trained fighter knows how to fight going backwards. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, that's true. It is. It's all easy going forwards, right? Like even in nature, everything comes forwards. You never see, like you never see lions fighting on the back foot, do you? Yeah. Nah. Imagine if you're a lion and you figured out that you could be a counter puncher as a lion. Like, you might kill it. You, might like, <laughs> <laughs> you change <the> game. <laughs> <laughs> that lion changed the game. <laughs> yes, I'm just going. Yeah, you have At- Attenborough's there, like, and I think the lion's using the shoulder roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's different. That's funny, yeah. 
Nah, but but actually, on a more serious note, though, I, I don't want to touch on this. How are you going to cope with the with the gym shutdown? I'm I'm losing my mind right now, man. I'm oh I'm I don't know what to do with myself. I'm being honest. I'm just, just sitting there. Can't even go nowhere either because everybody else is sat down. So I just do my little occasion runs here and there and just keep fit and stuff like that. But with me, it's, when I get back in the gym, it's 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 it's, it's goal time. So I'm not really I'm not really bothered about oh I'm missing out on training or I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm not picking things up because I know when I get back in the gym, I'll have enough time to get ready for um for July. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm not really bothered about that. I just gotta keep ticking over and just keep my keep my weight down and just keep myself in a in in in, in a certain shape. So when I get back, I know it's alright. We ain't got to work on losing weight. We can still pick up on learning new things. But I'm always learning anyway, like. Right now, apart from being on Netflix, sometimes I'm just watching old fights, looking at things like, okay, you know what? I'm going to try this movie. I'm going to try that movie. Do you know what I say to people? When you watch a fight, every so often, pause the fight, right? Pause it and just look and go, what's going on here? Yeah. A lot of people don't. They just watch the fight and they go, he threw an uppercut. He did this. He did that. I say, no, no, pause the fight. Look at the body shape. Look at the look at now. You look at oh, why is his defense loose? Oh, his defense is still tight because you'll actually start to notice things like at the top level, like the best guys don't they never lose their shape? Yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, yeah. it's that consistency. Like, if if like Mayweather's right hand is never down, it's always there. Yeah, you know, never gives up. And that's why one of the fighters I like watching the most, I think, did it best, Andre Ward. His discipline is different. Like he he never loses his shape. Like Andre Ward is like he'll have his guard up. You come in with different sh- like it's one of my favorite fights to watch anyway. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, but every time I watch that guy, I pick up something new. Like I don't watch fights for I don't really watch fights for entertainment purposes. I'm not gonna lie to you. So when people are, like I haven't even watched that A Ward that everyone says is the best fight ever. I haven't watched it because if I, if I miss it, if if I don't watch it live or it's not like catching up on a fight I'm not really interested when I'm watching fights I'm watching fighters that I want to pick things up from like let me see what this guy does in this fight again and I'm watching it more than once so like Ward versus um, um, what's that guy's name again I was just watching the other day Mark Lowe Ward Kovalev? versus um, Barrera no I'm not Kovalev man nah man um, Frost I super middleweight the guy came down from no the guy came down from um, Chad Dawson Chad Dawson I was watching this just the other day that fight I've watched a million times. A million times and I was just trying to dissect everything Ward is doing in that fight. Uh, and he's how, literally breaking him down from the jump. How he dominates on that left side, man. That left hooky. But, but Ward's left-handed. Left side. People yeah, forget that. Left-handed. That's another thing. He's a left-handed orthodox. Yeah. And that's and that, that his strong hand. So when, so when the other guy starts it works in his favor because that hook is going to come every time and that's his strong hand. Yeah, but, listen, that that fight there, uh, and I don't, I don't even think Chad Dawson knew what was going on. <laughs> I don't think he knew what was going on. And people forget who Chad Dawson was at the time. That that was like whoo, exactly. Ooh, I, 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 he just beat Bernard Hopkins, I think, in it coming up from there, and like Jean Pascal and those guys there. So it was like he was he was a big he was a that was a big win. That was a big win. What was that? that Tenth round stoppage. That, Ten pounds stoppage, yeah. He, and he he said himself, "I don't want to get them." He said, "It's calm." 
he asked me to like but I love that about Lord. I love that where and and he he will tell you how hard it was I think that's what that's one of the highlights of my boxing life is meeting him like of all the people I've met just being around Andre Ward and hearing him talk about boxing I'm like yeah this is a guy that he sees a different he sees a different ring to all of us yeah 100% you know 100% he sees he sees a different a different ring like he just said like when he goes it's a, it's a different view to yeah. all of us like, he'll tell you how hard it was and how he just tried to make it look easy but it was hard <laughs> but they're the guys man like if you can take anything and and it's another thing like sometimes it's worth watching these things in slow motion because like the 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 thoughts the moves happen so quickly sometimes you break it down and you go ah that's how he created that little gap like i i watch duran a lot like i love roberto duran i watch him a lot oh yeah 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 he's a serious guy as well and just how clever him. he is like and you can't just watch it in real time because you're enjoying it too much you got to watch it slowly and you enjoy it. yeah 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 ah okay mm yeah and you'll notice that, oh, that's when he moves his feet. Okay, look at that little, ooh. And you just notice those little things. Yeah, because yeah, you just think he's getting in there to just that bang. But like, he's actually smart. He's, he's, he's smart. He used to be some little thing. He'd come out he'd in an um, awkward position. He'd, he'd straight in the right hand and step into the southpaw position and then let his shots go. And then he's southpaw and I was like, it's mad. Like, when I clocked that, I was like, ooh, hold on. Take that back. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like to touch myself. <laughs> you know what? Because you know, when, when I was a kid, I did kung fu, and like when I watch what Duran does okay. on the inside, I'm like, these are like kung fu moves where all you're trying to do is dominate the arms. Like you, I, I don't let go of your arm. I keep control of your arm, open the angle up, yeah. st- strike, move again, control something else. And he's yeah, he's, okay. he's a master of that. That's the whole thing of. Never let go of your opponent. Once you've got your opponent and you've got them going like going backwards or on the retreat, you don't let go of them. Move, yeah. move them this way, hit yeah, him. Yeah. Move them that way, hit him. Then when you're like, I've done yeah. my work, you just move off. Yeah. Yeah. Because at one point, I wanted to start trying to learn how to stay inside a bit more. And I was watching that um, Roberto Duran. And I just thought, it's not the same. Like, it's not the same, man. Like, I just, started saying our bodies are different you know what I'm saying that I'm falling with a long reach I can't do what he's doing he's shorter shorter limbs and that that I can't do what he's doing but I was watching him for a minute just trying to learn how to stay inside of it I'm better I'm better at fighting inside now but I, it's just it's just not to hit to that level man and it, it shows that that's a world class fighter at what he does because it's not easy to fight inside like, people think it's just coming forward no. Fighting inside is a whole different game. A whole different game. Yeah. It's, it's how do I open the door, do my thing, yeah. close the door exactly. before they can get back at me. Before they can get back at me. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. People just want to come forward and eat shots and be like, right, cool, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a whole different game, man. It's crazy. crazy. It all does, that, guys. That, like, another... I love what, you, for me, inside, I always watch those Mexicans. I'll watch Morales. I'll watch Marquez. I'll watch those guys and I'll go... It looks like they're brawling, but then when you slow it down, you're like, nah, these guys aren't brawling, man. What they're saying is, yeah. you know, I ain't going backwards, you ain't going backwards, so this is where we've got to do it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, staying here. Staying yeah. right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're tired, I'm tired. Nah, let's just stay here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving you no ground. 
Nah, man, that, man. We used to have that, me and Dominic Akinladi, when we'd knock about doing a few rounds, man. And I had to say to Dom, oh, yeah. I don't care how much bigger than me you are, but I'm, I'm not going backwards. I'm, I'm not even back. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired, man. I'm just going to lean on you here and just like, whatever happens, happens. And he'd be Literally. like, okay. And I'd be like, nah, nah, don't even try and run <laughs> away to create distance. Nah. Yo, you're holding on to him. Like, nah, stay here. Stay right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I just had to take a step back to make distance and then try to get their stuff. Nah, stay right yeah, here, man. Nah, we'll, man. We'll get that right <laughs> here. What, what, what is that, man? I want to switch it round now because I'm going to ask you to give me a quick summary, an honest summary as well, man. I don't want the political answer to this. I'm going to run through the names of Team Peacock that I can think of. I'm going to miss some, but it's all good. Because you guys, okay. you know, I always see the pictures in the video, so I'm just going to call out names and then just get your, your take on these guys. Cool. Ryan the Lion Robinson. Hey, that guy. That guy is. Uh, he's a fucker. He's sorry. If I'm sorry, see that guy. He, he knows how to punish a fight. He's, he can fight. I ain't gonna lie. He can fight. I've seen him in some in some spars that I don't want to speak about. But <laughs> that boy can fight. I really. Because uh, you know what? Because he. I don't know if he's still like. Because is Lennox's uncle. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're kind of related. Yeah, they're related. Yeah, because Lennox used to bring him down to Fitzroy. That's where I met Lennox Lewis, which... Oh, okay, yeah. Ah, you know what? Don't shake Lennox's hand. <laughs> hey, squeeze I doesn't even have to. You're just like, uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have my hand back? Just whenever you're ready, Lennox. Yeah. I'll just take <laughs> it back, okay? Because last time I saw uh, him, the last time I saw him was before, it was before AJ Klitschko. And he was trying to do like a masterclass okay. of how he'd beat AJ, right? And I got to be the victim yeah. of all this. Bro, you know, he, yeah. he jabbed me in the chest. I don't even think he meant to do it like that. And I was just like, Lennox, yeah, I couldn't imagine that. why, Lennox? Why? Mate, that hurt. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I can't even imagine. So he's a big guy as well. And I know he, 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 had, a, he had a solid jab. So. Yeah, he's one that of these guys chest. that, you know, when people say to me, who do you think didn't take drugs in the heavyweights? And I always say Lennox, and they go, why? And I go, Lennox is the only guy that retired and got bigger. Like, all these other guys just seem to lose everything. You just go, Poo. Yeah, that makes sense, you know? Lennox and Riddick, Bo, the only guys that got bigger. Maybe David Tour as well, but that's it. That's why I love Lennox, man. Lennox was just, just a big, tough man who doesn't, he doesn't even look yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, who else is on the list? Uh, James Branch. Mad talented. Mad talent. Right. It's mad talent. For cruise weight, mad talent. But has he got that, has he got that steel though? You know what? He's tougher than he looks, man. I'm going to lie. Like, sometimes I see him in the spot and I think, oh, I'm kind of scared for him. But then it's like, oh, no, he's tougher than out. He's tougher <laughs> than he looks, but he, he, he prefers to work at his own pace and just, do what he wants to play or somebody. If he needs to dig deep, he can still. So I, I'll give that to him. Which is good. And then we've got to do Triple D, Daniel Dubois. Yeah, he's just he's just a robot, man. He just keeps going. He just keeps going. <laughs> just, he just, like, literally, he just keeps going. Like, for a minute of anyone, he just keeps going. He's a... Uh, and he's better than he is. Well, a lot of people think he's, he's stiff. He's actually not stiff, man. It's mad. He's got good feet. For heavyweight, he's light on his feet. I don't know... People don't watch properly, but if you watch him, when he's not engaging, he's kind of on his toes, just like in and out, ready to throw. 
And I, and I always say this, that's how we caught um, Ishimoto with that shot. He weren't just standing still when he threw that. Like, he was on his toes. So as soon as he came in, he was, he, he was able to take that step and throw that hand, that right hand that, that cleaned him out. So he, 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 uh, when people say he's stiff, it, it baffles me, man. But maybe that's because I've seen more of him because I'm in the gym. Nah, he's, he... I think people... <laughs> This happens too quickly. Like you see, you see a you see a heavyweight, and you just want to call him Frank Bruno, and then you start going, "Oh, well, he's <laughs> slow as well." But yeah, yeah, exactly. But and he's not even slow. Ah, uh, they forget he. If I'm correct, he's been boxing since he was 11, so he's boxed up yeah. the weights. So there's times when exactly. You know what I mean, he needed those skills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He needed those skills. So he's still got it. He's just a lot bigger now. Can't do everything he's just kid. As big as everyone thought he was slow, Nathan Gorman thought he was slow, but he beat Nathan Gorman to every punch. So who's slow? Do you know what I mean? And even at times as well, to me, I, I, I don't take, beating boxing is a bonus, but I don't take it too, too, like, too serious. Like, oh, he's got five times, it's going to be, because time can be speed every time, man. Time can be speed every time. Like, you can have the fastest hands. If I know how to punch in between them shots, you're going to, you're going to feel it and it's going to throw you for the game. So, don't really matter, but yeah. Now he's he he's he's one of those people that when I first saw him live in the flesh, I remember he came to spar our kid Courtney. And oh the, yeah, I know Courtney. Yeah, and the, Courtney was still quite green at this point. He he, he was still learning. Yeah. I remember I remember Daniel gets in there, and they have the first round, and it's cagey. And there was a point halfway through that second round where I just saw Daniel just hit seek and destroy mode. Ka-ding! And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I need to see how this plays out. Because you, when they hit yeah. seek and destroy, I don't know if it's going to be a, I'm going to knock this kid out or which one it was. But I was like, ooh. And it starts to heat up at this point. I can see what he's trying to do. And, yeah. and I know Courtney's green, so I'm like, Courtney hasn't seen this before. Uh, this is, you know, I, he doesn't need to go through this. And then after the second the round, I just said, I said to to Daniel's dad, I said, no, 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 I think, I think, I think, I think they, <laughs> they, they, they've done enough now. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. Because Daniel's been boxing a long time, man. Like, he's hurt a few people in all these bars. Yep. So. The ambulance is a big call. Then, there's no point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? If someone's a novice, it's not worth it, is it? But obviously, I, I, I remember I boxed in a few, like, I've seen Courtney in some of the um, championships. Yeah. Boxing coming up, so I think I think he's got a lot better now because like, he was leaving England now and that. And that like, it, it could be a different spot. I don't know. I didn't see the first one, but uh, <laughs> 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 there's going to come a point between those two guys where the gap's not that much because, like, I've known both. I've known well. I I, I trained Courtney from day one, so that's how I know him, and I've known yeah. Daniel from about that time. So you're talking about 2013. And yeah. the thing about Daniel is. Daniel is Daniel now. He will get stronger. Yeah. He will get fitter. He will make better decisions. Yeah. But the, but the shots you're seeing is pretty much what you're going to see. With yeah, Courtney, yeah, yeah, you. you know, if you look at Dubois, I think Daniel Dubois has six golf clubs in his bag. I think Courtney has fourteen. But when you've okay. got fourteen, you've got to be really intelligent in how you use them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what he's but, working but that, on at but, the moment. But, but that's the thing, though. With, with these gold clubs that Dan has in his he knows how to use them. Yes. And he's getting better at using them. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a difficult one, man. Like, he's just, he's, he's, he's going to be hard to kind of um, 
he'll be very hard to beat. You know what I mean? He'll be very hard to beat because he, he enjoys what he does. It's, it's not by force. It's like, he enjoys it. So he's, he's always going to get better. Like, and, and you can always get better. Like, if you have a good jab, you can always make that jab better. There's no way you can say that, yeah, I can't make my jab any better than it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and like you said, the decision-making helps a lot. Like, someone might not have all, like, all the tricks in their arsenal, but just the decisions they make can take them very, 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 very far. And and I, I think that's a fighter like Andre Ward. He's he's probably not as skillful as like Terence Crawford or someone. Do you know what I mean? But his decision making is hundred percent better than a lot of fighters out there. And like you say about Floyd Mayweather, like, well, he's got a lot of tricks in the arsenal, but his decision making is is, is top notch. So, and that, and that's what separated them guys there from everyone else. Because yeah, I don't believe Floyd's a great athlete. Like in terms of numbers, I don't imagine Floyd's the fastest runner. I don't imagine Floyd's anything other than just an absolute genius at that thing called boxing. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. And that, that, that's exactly like what you just said. Like, fast, vulnerable, whatever you need for. And with Terence Crawford, someone like him probably is. He probably is mad fast or this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like mad athletic. Like, obviously, that fire is like, run favourites in that part. Decision making from top athletes like Floyd and Andre Ward. Yeah, to me, second to none. And so th- that plays another part as well. Because there was this other thing, I can remember when Bernard Hopkins came to the UK for the Kel Brook-Golovkin fight, and he said something really okay, interesting. Yeah. And he said, if you control the variables, you cut down the number of decisions you have to make. And that's why he explained why mm. he always put his shoulder in the middle. And he was like, look, if I put my shoulder here, I know you can't hit me with the right hand. So now I'm not worried about that. I'm just thinking about the things you can use. But that's yeah. half the things you can use. And all those little things where he'd always talk about control the variables. If, if your guys, you know what I mean, if he loves coming forward, push him backwards. If he loves being yeah. on the back foot, make him come forwards. Yeah. And like... You, yeah, he's a smart guy. I'm saying... Those uh, fighters there, I love listening to, man. Nah, I'm not going to lie. I do. I can sit there for hours. Bernard Hopkins, Andre Wood. I love, oh, yeah, same. Bernard Hopkins and Andre Wood, those are two specific guys I can listen to at the time. But I see them on the interview. I'm clicking on that first before anything. I'm, I'm trying to hear what they're trying to say. Like, man, I'd love to meet them one, like, one-to-one and just like, soak up some game from them, man. Because I've met Andre Wood like, twice, but like never really got to... I think one was like, a, um, the group thing at the girls where you just asking them questions. And the other time, the first time was when um, he came down to the Peacock Gym when Chris Eubank was fighting. Was it the Australian guy? Or was he New Zealand for the IBO title thing? Oh, when they crashed on the door of ITV. Yeah, Quinlan, yeah. Yeah, first time I met him, and like, it, was, it was just both from like a, like, just like a packed environment where everyone was meeting them at the same time. But I would love to just meet them both like one to one, just like soaking up the game, man. I can probably pick up so many things from them. Uh, I'm trying to think who else who, who should we pick on next Louis Lin that guy has an engine he's <laughs> he anyone his weight must be annoyed by him because that guy does not stop he's one of the hardest working in the gym like everyone works hard but he's one of the ones where everything's competition so if we're working in twos and you're partnering up with him yeah they not bother Everything's competition, he's, and, and he's a good fighter as well. He just he just needs to slow down a bit, but he's a good fighter. Who else is in there? I've got to do Dan Aziz as well. 
Sanazis is jarring. <laughs> he is fucking jarring. That guy, yeah, is a brick wall. <laughs> I've, I, uh, I don't like Brian. I do and I don't because, like, I have this, it's similar, well, it's not similar, but, like, a similar like, scenario, like him and Dudley, Dudley or Shaughnessy. When I'm sparring them, I've got to be on point. But that's why I, I can't be, like, sometimes it's like, oh, I've got to be too on point. But then I love it because it wakes me up. You know what I'm saying? So exactly, I, I can't cruise. I can never cruise sparring them guys. Dan, you hit with the biggest shot, he'll say, good shot, and keep walking forward. Just keep grinding you down, grinding you down, grinding you down. And like, eventually, he's going to catch you. No matter how fast, slick, light, he's, he's, he's going to catch you. Suddenly, you just got a sting and jab, and he, he just keeps coming forward as well. Like, some crazy guys in that gym, you know? Oh, my days. And people forget, like, uh, like, Dudley was the golden boy for a long time in British boxing. Yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but then he met Errol Spence no. and then that was it. Oh, swear. Yeah, boxed Errol Spence twice. Swear that. I didn't even know that. That's yeah. mad. I didn't even know that. I'm going to ask him about that, actually. See if he remembers I... because he did. It was it was England versus the US. And yeah. like that was the like after the 2008 Olympics. So obviously, this is like the next wave of guys coming through. And Spence yeah, was in that yeah. team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna ask him about that. So the thing is, well, I, I never knew. Like when he first started coming, I just thought he was good, and then everyone started saying, "Yeah, he won the ABA." I'm like, "Swear to God, I, I was into boxing that, yeah. that until late." So I'm here, but I'm like, "Yeah, it, it won't make sense because this guy's a savage." Like if if I'm if if I'm slipping in that spot, I'm getting caught. I'm getting I'm I'm eating shots like with both of them, him and Dan. But it's just like two different styles. Fine, yeah, Dan. Yeah. yeah. And then Andre Sterling, I've got to put him in there. Andre Sterling, yeah. He's, 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 a, he's another tough one. Another rough house. Um, strong. The fight, the fight between them two is going to be mad, man. Like, I'm upset they're fighting, man. Cause, well, it's been called off now. I don't know if they'll reschedule it, but at the time, I think, come on, you know, both my guys, man. Both the fighters, though, man. Um, I think, Maybe Andre's had a bit of a harder road with, with, with the fights he's had and some of the losses he's took, but he's still hungry, man. He's still hungry. Now nah, he's a tough. He's a he's a he's a tough, 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 tough guy. Yeah, um, yeah tough guy. Still. Jesus, and I like him though because like Andre doesn't change. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, same, yeah, yeah. same energy. You know, like he's the sort of guy he'll walk into the gym and he'd be like, "Yo, what's going on, Denzel? Yeah, yeah." Hey, literally. <laughs> when you next fight, bro? When you next fight, bro? Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah, do the laugh. Yeah. It's the laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Andre's the same guy, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Nah, he's a no, like great, that, yeah. great guy. Him and Dan. Like, I'm hoping like, when they when they reschedule that fight, man, they give it a bigger platform because... Like, you don't yeah. get that very often. Like, legit prospect versus legit prospect. Like, they have yeah. a similar amateur profile. They've both quarterfinals at the ABAs. You know, they're, they're, listen, like, those two just need to, they need to get at it. You know, yeah. we, we just all yeah. need to sit there. Because I'm torn. Like, I love both guys. I've known, I've known them for years. So I'm like, oh, man, I've just got to sit there, like, no emotions and go, okay. Okay. Literally, you can't. I can't even get up and scream and be like, "Yup, now." Nah. No. I don't even know to get a ticket from. That's how bad it is. 
flat. And I just get one each and I just bring someone with me, man. It's crazy. That's what we've got to do. Like, that's how I feel at the moment. Where I'm like, Jesus, man, this is, this is, I mean, it's crazy. But boxing yeah. does that, man. I'm, I'm not into this. You know, he's my brother. I'm not going to find. I'm like, no. Everyone's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Everyone's got to yeah. eat. Everyone's got to eat, man. Like, literally. And that, that's what I was saying with, like, the, the guys I mentioned earlier. Like, some of us are cool, but we spoke, like, yo, we'll fight at some point, but that's all it is, isn't it? It's a fight, guys. It's not personal. Yeah, it's just yeah. business. That's what I was going to ask you. Did you spar Regis Progre when he was around? No, I didn't. I didn't. But um, who sparred him? Two of our guys sparred him. Chris Burke. Uh, Chris Bork and Adam Hussein, they both sparred him. I was I sparred Amo Williams. Oh, uh, how was that? Yeah, he can fight, man. That was a good spar, man. That was a proper good spar, man. He, he, he can fight. Because he's middle, right? Yeah, he's a middleweight, yeah. He's a middleweight still. And he can hit as well, actually. I'm not going to lie to you. He had, he had a good left hand in him. Good spar, though. Sparred a few times. Good spar. Hey. Because I, rem- I remember him when he was going through the whole, like, USA system. But Jesus, like, oh, their, their amateur system's cold. Like, like everyone you thought was going to go to Tokyo last year just seemed to fall off a cliff. Yeah. That's why they've all turned over. That's why yeah. Amro turned. Uh, Jared Anderson turned over. Uh, oh, th- swear Yeah, let's see if Khalil Ko turns over as well. Because I don't think he's in the, he's not in the Olympic squad. Yeah, because in my bed, these guys, I just see, like, yeah, number one amateur in the country, and then they're turning over. I'm like, how many number ones are there, bro? Like, it's mad, but it must just be slipping. But they got some good boxes, man. Like, there's some good fighters out there. That's why I was so annoyed. Like, when I went over there, I want I wanted to get some work so bad. But I knew, because it was Christmas period and that, like, for the first week, I wasn't getting no work. So after the New Year's, I went there, and they put me in contact with some guy saying, message this guy and tell him that you want to spar. He changed the fighters at this time, blah, blah, blah. Messaged him, he didn't get back to me. I was like, ah, cool, it's what it is, man. But I had all my stuff there, man. I was ready to go. Like, uh, I just love getting work. Like, even if I was to go there and get, and get work, yeah, I, I'm going to soak that up. Or if, if it ain't happening there, mate, just jump on the train to Philly. I don't think it's that long. What's the train to Philly? About an hour? Yeah, it wasn't even that long. We tend to go to Philly, but uh, it was just all, it was just all mad, man. Like, it, 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 for some reason, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. So I just thought, you know what, this is. Let's just let this let just let's just make this see what it's meant to be and keep it a holiday and stuff. Uh, so. You'll be back there soon. But next time, listen, let me know. I'll see I'll see if I can hook you up with some people out there. Yeah, no hundred percent, please. But next time when I'm down, I'm I'm, I'm gonna shout at you in advance that yo, I'm down at this day, you can sort this stuff. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. like I always say this, man, the boxing like you say, the boxing world's small. We all kind of know yeah. each other through people. Now things can be made to happen. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. But because it was like around that Christmas, because I went to stuff for Christmas, because it was like around that period as well, I knew maybe they might be off for a little bit, so then we tried going in the new year. So I, I, I was I was hoping to get some work, but I'm not going to lie, I weren't 100% like, yeah, I'm going to get some work. In. But I thought if I do it, I'd be good. So I had all my stuff that I was ready to go about. Uh, who goes to New York in the winter? Stuff. It's too cold. You're going the summer. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. Like uh, July. It's one of them ones where yeah. there's an opportunity, opportunity to go at that point, of course. Okay. just go. Yeah. But yeah, no, nah, I've heard in the summer as much better. Yeah, no, nah, it's insane. It's one of my one of my favourite places that's not London when the when the sun shines. Oh swear. Yeah. That, it yeah, gets hotter. So so they get to like thirty five comfortably out there and it's just crazy. Oh shit. Yes, everyone's yeah, out. It's a good energy. Nah, I recommend it. Yeah, that's good. 
Yeah, this is you then. That's another one. This is in New York in the summer. So it's like a whole different trip. New York in the New York. Yeah, nah, nah. and you will definitely because everyone's training in the summer. You'll definitely get work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always wonder if yeah. I was a boxer, where do I want to go in America? Because my argument's always been: if it's me, like I'm either going to Philly, Detroit, uh, somewhere in Ohio as well, and then Texas. Yeah, that's where the, that's where like the like the fires are from, really, wasn't it? But especially Philly, I know the fire is Philly. You know, so mad saying that. Think about it now. If I went to Philly, I would have definitely got some work. Hundred percent. Nah, anywhere, man. Like that, it's that sort of city. Anywhere. Anyway, yeah. I mean, you might bump into a Donis Creed out there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Well, next time, anyway. There's always a next time. Like, nah, but, but next I think hundred percent. I'm hitting you up first. Yeah. No, 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 no worries, man. I think I think most guys should do that. Like most British guys, just even if it's, I mean, just take a little break, two, three weeks out there, just to. For fresh stimulation, that's how I like to describe it. Yeah, I'm, you know, I wanted to do that though. I wanted to, but I wanted to go out to Vegas. So I thought, at, like the Mayor of the Gym. Obviously, this was like early though, wasn't it? Like, I didn't really know much things. Like, I just knew the Mayor of the Gym was like popping, but hotels were just too expensive, man. And I don't lie, man. Not everyone's making money like that. Man. So I thought, you know what? I can't do two weeks in one of them hotels. I'm fucking won't be able to come back. Was it, man? And cleaning the hotel just to pay them back. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, yeah and I can but, imagine but yeah honestly the, those sorts of trips man because it will do one of two things it will either show you what you need to do to improve or we'll just go do you know what yeah. I'm there or thereabouts yeah 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 yeah, yeah 100% and, and, and that's what I like and that's why I just love like not just love firing but like I love this, I love firing because I, I, especially with top level fighters I always want to have a gauge of like where I am do you know what I'm saying like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not really happy when I'm sparring that like, couple level fighters when they just get back into training. But I'm sparring, guys. I want to know, okay, this guy's very silver. Let me see where I am. I spar this guy, whether it's my weight or around my weight. Like, let me see where I am. You know what I'm saying I ain't fought no uh, world title holders before or nothing like that. But you spar guys that's like that people say are, are on like the brink of level or above British level, and you spar these guys and you want to see where you hold up. And it's like, yeah, I'm like, if that's the level, then I'm, I'm kind of there. Or if it's not like yeah, there's levels, man. I've got I've got up my game, and and that's how I've always been, man. Like from my from my start of taking serious as an amateur till now, that's how I've always been. Like, see someone come in the gym, yeah, yeah, he's European champion, yeah. I ask him for some rounds, then let's get some rounds. I'm trying to see, not not to try and be like yeah, I beat him up, but I'm trying to see the levels. I'm yeah. trying to see like what do you, what what does being a European champion consist of? You know what I'm saying, well, what does being a British champion consist of? Like, what did this guy do? Like. What's he got that made in that? Okay, cool. Yeah, I've got that. I'm, I'm there. Or, yeah, I've, I've got a better of them, so I think I'm there. Obviously, fight is different, but I'm, I'm there. Like, we, had, we, had, we had a good spa. Or I come out and they're rating me like, yo, yo, good fan. Man, I'm new fighters you have. And, and then I know that, like, okay, yeah, I, I've done better than I thought. Do you know who I missed off the list that I should have asked? Jesus, man, I've been slipping. Anthony Yard. What's he like in the gym? You know what? I don't really see him, if I'm being honest. Train at different times. Okay. But everyone else you mentioned trains in the morning, so I see them. But and the yard up, I, I can count how many times we train at the same time. And I've been, I've been at, this is like my fifth year at that gym. So, okay. Yeah, they train in the afternoon. So I don't really see him. 
which is rare for boxers. Like training in the afternoon is rare. Yeah, I guess they they, they just do high they 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 saw. I see. Obviously, they make something early, like Lau and the recent all them guys. They're in early, but when he comes, he just comes in a bit like one ish, two ish. Does he swim? Yeah. Okay. Which, I, I, I don't find, think he's a more, I don't think he's a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> Which I find interesting because I'm a so I'm a big believer that the the best form of recovery is relaxation. So I I don't yeah. believe I, I, things I'd cross off my list: ice baths, compression trousers, or whatever they call those things, uh, saunas, all that stuff. I'm like nah, unless it oh, helps yeah? you relax. Because okay, so, okay, if you look at recovery as a pie chart. Yeah, 80% of it is just, do you feel relaxed, right? Because when you're stressed, your cortisol levels go up. And what that means is your body doesn't recover. So you just want to be relaxed above all else. Then, you know, if being in an ice bath helps you relax, then it's helpful. But you can't just use it for an advantage. It ain't going to help you if your sleep's not right. If your relaxation... Yeah, 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 if you lead a highly stressful life. So, you know, there's some people that will train... And then they'll still yeah. go about trying to live some other kind of life. And you're like, no, nah, as soon as you finish training, yeah. you've got to just go home, wind down, have a little nap. Yeah, I do that every day. Every day I leave the gym, come home, shower, eat, nap. I'm just gone till I'm gone. When I wake up, I'm folding. I'm like, yeah. yeah. yeah I just, maybe I might do a little bit later or whatever, but I always nap after, after training, especially after sparring. You have to. People don't yeah. realize this. It's why I'm hoping a lot of boxers now will just go. Do you know what? For the last four or five years, I've just got up, gone to the gym, sparred. Let me just take a, one or two weeks off, do nothing, and my body will thank me. Because your body will just go. Do you know what? We've got time now. We can fix all these little things that weren't quite right. Let's just fix those now. All these niggles and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so you, people might even come out of this stronger, sharper, because yeah. You know, you've got time to form those new neural pathways. So actually, like the learning process is still happening even while you're relaxing. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like a lot of the time when I come back to the gym, I feel fresh until I hit a couple of days of training and I realize, okay, I'm not fit. I've got to, I've got to get fit again. But then when you just get back into training, you feel like, yeah, I still got it. <laughs> but like, but like, I'm, I'm fresh though, like no niggles and stuff. And it's, it's, it's hard going through a training camp and not getting no niggles. Like, that's rare. Like you're going to get niggles here and there, little injuries are going to pick up. You're training hard, you're beating your body up for however many weeks, like six, eight weeks, some people 12 weeks. You're going to pick up some, some injuries, man, and then you fight and then you want to get straight back in the gym. It's like, like, you're not really, like you said, you're not really doing your body any favours, but everyone's different. Isn't it? I, I know how I am. I, everyone's different. Like, I remember before, I used to just go, like, come, go train and come home and then like, go out, like, let me see, like, what's good, like, who's about, because I know like oh yeah I got the day to myself then I realised bro I'm killing myself man yeah. when I come home I don't even care about missing out on things no more I just come back take a nap wake up uh, what am I doing am I chilling again have I got it have I got it in me to do a run maybe not I'll just rest till tomorrow kind of thing yeah. that's, what I do now. that's what the top level guys do they go right it's the only two things that matter when, you, when you're a top level athlete the stimulus you generate in training and the recovery you yeah. have when, when you're finished. That is it. Yeah. It takes a while to learn that, though, man. Because sometimes you're just lucky being lazy. Well, that's how I used to feel anyway. Yeah. But then... You come over and sleep and be like, I'm being lazy. I need to train again. 
Nah, then me, train with me, I'll tell you. If you can train again after one session, I failed you. Because <laughs> couldn't because it doesn't necessarily have to be hard physically. It's more yeah. actually like your brain's been stressed, your body's been stressed to the point where actually you couldn't go and do one or the other. You just go go and rest for a bit and then go, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lot, yeah. yeah, and a lot of people yeah, don't do that. It's 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 these are the things you learn being around gyms. Is that actually the good trainers go right in the morning? That's when you're going to do your sparring, right? And that's going to be your mental stress. We're not going to go yeah. heavy, but we're going to work on that decision making. You finish that yeah. off. You do a few rounds on the bag just to get the volume in, right? And then you have a little nap. You come back and you do some strength and conditioning work just to make sure you've got the capacity to work as a boxer. Yeah. After that, yeah. rest, man. You might go for a run three times a week or something, but it's that rest that's important. Yeah. yeah. It's true, though. Rest is, rest is as important as the trainer, man. Like, if you don't recover, it's different, isn't it? I say to people, go and look at the effect of cortisol on the body. Like, a, a stressful lifestyle, and people don't realise things that cause stress to the body, eating is stressful on the body. Like, Physical training is stressful on the body. Life sometimes yeah. is stressful on the body. All these things yeah. start to affect your immune system and all this sort of stuff. So actually staying relaxed and keeping a low-stress lifestyle, but it prolongs your career. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point as well. It's mad though, isn't it? Because when you're, when, you're, when you're like in the game, you don't really look at these things. Do you know what I mean? Like, then again, I guess that's why it's like, people that are training your around you to advise you on yeah. what's good for your career and what's not as a fighter you're going to be panicking about no I ain't trained hard enough man or you always have that worry about that you ain't trained hard enough but you know you're tired but you just feel like you look at other fighters and you're like no they train three times they do this they do that and you, you always want to be that guy that, that trains harder than everyone else but we, as a fighter like it's like we said before yeah. right you can do all the work in the world but if you make bad decisions that work means nothing yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Yeah, so it's not actually about that. It's about, and and boxing's late to the idea of, of programming. Every other sport talks about programming. And I think, like, the guys at Mayweather work to a program, right? So yeah. training camp is mapped out on a board. This is everything you're going to do in this training camp. Yeah. And so that's designed to make sure on fight night, you're at your best, right? So there's no yeah. question about is someone outworking me? It's irrelevant. It's if I do all of this on the board, I shouldn't lose. Yeah. And like that's what a lot of boxers don't have. And that's why you look at someone else going, oh man, he's out training me. But it's not it's not about that. He, he, you ain't got a program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He might be busier than you, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, man. That's a good point. No, absolutely. But look, let, let me wrap up because I just realised we're nearly two hours in. And <laughs> well, yeah. see, just, like you said, it's just, it just, it just conversation. It was just talking. Like, yeah, yeah. But but we're, we're going to do it again. Man. We are definitely going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? We need to get 100%. Isaac in on this one next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be a good idea too. <laughs> <laughs> Get get back in, get the trio back in. <laughs> yeah, this time, th this time I'll do the recording, man. and then then the third time, <laughs> you know what I mean, it'll be your turn to do the recording. It's just me and Isaac <laughs> acting up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but listen, mate, mate. Thank you very much for this, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, man. that's right, man. Thanks for having me, man. No, nah, no, nah, no worries, mate. You take care. Enjoy it, man. All right. All right, nothing. Awesome.
So after two hours, there you have it. I, as I've said right at the introduction, I think Denzel Bentley is someone to watch. I think he's an interesting character in terms of how he's come into the sport and how he has that really functional view of the sport, which is, I'm here to fight. Whoever they put in front of me, I will fight. But he layers that with good humor, good character, and an understanding that there's also more to life than boxing. But for the time that he's involved in it, you you suspect he's going to give it his all. And so it's a career that I'll definitely follow. As I said in the interview, I was a bit late to the party, which is rare for me. But now that I'm here, I don't think I'm going anywhere. Hope you enjoyed it. Once again, follow him, Twitter, Instagram. You know, These are the guys that Frank Warren's going to build his empire on. So what you see with Denzel Bentley is where British boxing will be in the next year and a half, two years, three years, five years, You know, along with Daniel Dubois, Anthony Yard, and a few of the up-and-coming guys as well. So this is your time to to get that that honest take on who someone really is. And if you really enjoyed it, as I said, share it. Let people know because this is how boxers make their living. Awareness from the hardcore all the way through to the to the casual. Oh, I just want to say the mainstream. So let's let's help these guys grow because one thing I can guarantee you, Denzel Bentley is not a guy that will duck a fight. And as boxing fans, that's all we ask. As always, thanks very much and tune in for the next episode.